Three, I have Neil Adams start to talk about. Two. <laughs> one. Woo-hoo. I'm just going to let you get out of your system before we go in. I know, yeah. Was, I did it too early. <laughs> you try to snipe me. Like on, what, like on eBay. Like, you bid you right. too soon, buddy. Eight, you bid. Happens to every guy. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, you bid all over my face. Three, <laughs> three two, and one. Eleven o'clock comics, episode 226. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, you're clearing your throat. Whoa. Uh, that was uh, strong. That was strong. Uh, proud strong. of you. Wee. Proud of you. <laughs> Jesus. My bones. My bones. Miss y'all. Miss you, yo. For real, so, yo. Yeah. Dude, if you all haven't seen The Killing, you've got to watch that show. Oh, no. It's, which one? Second the Killing. Wait, original? No. Or no. The, which yeah, one? Yeah. Which one you oh, not the whack ass Scandinavian one. I'm talking about the, no, the Scandinavian <laughs> one. The first season. I'm talking about the American remake, bitches. Fucking dick in the ass ending to that first season. Oh, someone has been drinking. It was, it was, but I will tell you though that, that it, it's kind of like, you know how we say comics are sometimes meant to be read in trade? Sure. Having both seasons to watch, so to have, seeing the first few episodes of the second season right after the end of the first season, I didn't feel cheated, but I could see how people would have felt cheated. It was. What? Is that the show about the baby in the woods? No. No. She, she had a field, or they found a body. Yeah, well, we would have. It's kind of a, kind of a Scandinavian Twin Peaks, but not as quirky. Yeah, not, there's no, there's nothing. It's, it's, it's all it's, about who killed the girl. Yeah, it's all realistic. It's a whodunit. It's a yeah, but what was the show about the the baby they found in the field? I, I don't think it's on anymore. It started. Babe. Children of the Corn. No, Malachi. Hey, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's eleven o'clock comics. I am Vince B. What? what? Jason, if you want a better whodunit, you should watch um, either Luther. Or, um, oh gosh, what's the other British? There's another British um, cop show, uh, The Something Line. Um, it escapes me. But I'm Christopher Neesman. I'm David A. Price. I enjoy Whitechapel and Copper starts this weekend. Yeah. I'm looking <laughs> and I like Long Walks on the Beach and Puppies. That's right. And know, and really, send me somewhere low. And, okay, go ahead. Y'all are Mark S. Buses, but I am not because I am a tumor. You're not a tumor. It's not a tumor. No, it's not a tumor. <laughs> <laughs> get it? <laughs> yes, we get it. Kindergarten Cop, dude. That's, that's a good. That's a good eighties movie. Boys there you go. Well, don't climb the tower, you dumbass. Because DCBS has huge, and they sponsor the show, by the way. Wamba discounts on your favorite comic books and collectibles, like this: Captain Adam, Volume One, Evolution. By uh, J.T. Krull. Don't hold that against the book, though. It's pretty good. And drawn by Freddie Williams. It's amazingly gorgeous. Have you all seen Captain Adam? I've read It's coming out. Uh, Of course. It's so good. It's the bomb, dude. uh, It's $14.99 cover price. You can get it for $7.49. Do the math. (gasps) That's 50% off. That's half. You can get the first trade of the fairest. It's called Wide Awake. Cover Mm -hmm. price, $14.99. Your price seven forty nine. 
What the hell's going on here? It's a trend. 50% off, right? Let's find something else here. Uh, we have the Forbidden Worlds Archives hardcover volume one. Special discount on this. The cover price is $49.99, $24.99. You get it for half off. It's insane. And Green Lantern of Sector 2814 trade paperback by Len Wein, Dave Gibbons, and various. Um, wow. it, the cover price is $16.99, one penny away from 17 bucks. You can bring it home for $8.49. Again, half off. I seem to have focused on DC this week, didn't I? That's okay. They need some love. So, dcbservice.com. Especially. Well, you can, you can bring a whole, yeah, especially fucked up today. <laughs> yeah. Especially where you can bring a whole bunch of DC home for not a lot of money dcbservice.com and if you're a first time customer David what's the code EOC8 EOC8 will get you an extra 8% off your already massively discounted order check them out they're good they're so they're so good dcbservice.com go Vincent yes my friend what are you drinking tonight oh snap I'm jumping right into it baby extra gold lager extra gold lager extra gold from who at that Coors thing. Oh, you're drinking the yeah, banquet beer. That's what it is. I got about 14 of them left, so I will be drinking the banquet beer for the next two or three episodes. That would last me until tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> Wood, how about you, sir? I'm drinking some Lannin Kugel's Summer Shandy. Really? Drinking mm-hmm. from the Northwoods, huh? Oh, this is a Paul Ryan thing, isn't it? Who's a Oh, Paul? okay. No, wait, wait, huh? Pardon? <laughs> Wait, wait, excuse me. Wow. No, no, it is. It is not. It's Wisconsin, it's, it's Wisconsin beer. Okay, I had. It's completely I'm coincidental. I'm, jo- I'm joking. I'm joking. All right. Um, <laughs> trying to get some politics. Yeah, but see, all our listeners are going to assume that I'm a Ryan supporter because I'm, Repu- I'm a Republican, and I don't want that on the record because it's not yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't see how you could be seriously. Wait. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's okay. Yeah. I'm not going to get into it. We're talking about comics tonight. I'm telling you, Ron Paul is going to swing in from the cheap seats on a rope, and he's just going to go, I'm here, bitches. <laughs> out this time. It's got, it's got to happen. Oh, it, was nice, it was nice for Romney to hand it over so early, so we don't have to worry about it. Uh, David, how about you? I'm, uh, I'm double fisting it, actually. I, I have. Yeah. Um, she said. I'm, she, she always does. I'm having some, uh, some yangling, traditional yeah. lager. That woman oh, does not yeah. take a fist. And uh, no, she's uh, well, just, oh, oh, geez. no, not well. Uh, and I am, oh, jeez, wow. And, uh, and and as a toast <laughs> later, uh, some uh, Makers Forty Six. Wow, Ooh. I Check like it. your style. I like your style. Guy gets a promotion, um, he moves on up like George Jefferson. <laughs> Let's hope not oh, in the same manner. Hey, hey, yeah. Moment of silence. Yeah, we're gonna have a. We had a moment of silence for last last week for sure. Yeah, we're gonna. It'll be a very short episode if we do moments of silence sherman's uh, tripping his balls off uh my, mine is uh, a drink roll call as well as a thank you uh last weekend i uh, went to wizard world chicago which oh that's right a little bit more in the episode um had some good times there saw some good friends um spent not nearly enough time with uh with a few people that uh that i only get to see a couple times a year um but uh but i'll 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 give you the rundown a little bit later, but our good buddy Andy Tom uh, came up from Fort Wayne, and he had been out on a uh, a, a vacation to Montana. 
yes. and brought back some Madison from Madison River Brewing Company, their Salmon Fly Honey Rye. Now, apparently this is either the same brewer or the same area that does Moose Drool, which is one of those uh, beers. Moose Knuckle? Uh, you are so that. selling me on it. <laughs> uh, that, that a lot of people talk about and kind of get some notoriety around the country, but it's the salmon fly honey rye that is, um, I guess, the people out there that uh, that that know their business really swear by. It's kind of like uh, uh, I've talked about the the spotted cow, but the people in like southern Wisconsin really know that the fat squirrel is is really the the good beer. They're uh, they're nut brown. But anyway, the salmon fly honey rye is exactly what it says it is it is a it is a um honey rye beer and it is incredibly refreshing and drinkable there's a touch of sweetness to it um but it's got just enough hop to give it some um some some freshness to it it is uh it is a absolutely delicious beer so so big big ups and thank you to our buddy Andy Tom who also dropped some uh some awesome other um, nuggets on me that I will talk about later, including one that Vince is going to end up hating us all for. So he went to Montana. Did he bring you back some dental floss? Why would he bring me back dental? Because that that's where they make de- that's where they grow the dental floss up in Montana. The only reason why I say that is because I got a, an email today from the iTunes. All of the Frank Zappa catalog, not all of it, most of the Frank Zappa catalog is now available on iTunes. I thought about you. Is that nuts? That is nuts. Long, I, it took longer than the Beatles to get the Zappa there's, catalog up well, there. That's just like why. Well, I can't imagine it was as high a priority. They always save the best for last. That's what I was waiting for. <laughs> well, <Something>. Metallica. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. All right. And I had to remind myself that I was a jerk and did not wish you a happy birthday last week. So, um, happy belated birthday. You weren't on last week. I wasn't on last week. Right. So that's how could you wish me a happy birthday? I, I still sh- I should have made a point of of wishing you a, a, a happy birthday. We're dealing Aww. with more. Yeah, By the way, speaking of Andy Tom, uh-huh. mad props to him for um for he thanks to him I am now the proud owner of the Madman oversized collection. You're you're stealing my thunder, bitch. What? Wow. What mm. oh, he g- he gave you that? No, he didn't give it to me. No, Chris. No, did Chris he, didn't he, give it to me. No, not you. Follow the train. <laughs> no, Chris. No, Andy, dude. Uh, see, I'm saying. Uh, so, Vince, you don't know what we're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. What? How do I know? Well, I'm gonna. I don't want to steal Chris's thunder further. I thought I assumed that this was not new news. I don't know. I don't know. Let's get into it. Why don't you guys just take it off? Because this yeah, suspense ahead. is just like freaking killing me. Well, Chris was already go. Do your thing, Chris. Oh, he's gone. Shit. What? No, he isn't. Really? Gonna be as bad as a fucking hornet. Oh, that's <laughs> he gets like- back. I see him. I, you, he's gone. Trust me. He's gone. No, this I see is, him. You see him, but he's not in the conference. Oh. Oh, me, oh. He could talk as loud as he want. We're not going to hear him. <laughs> hang on. Uh, sorry about that. <laughs> Was that self-inflicted? <laughs> I don't know what happened. Best um, episode ever. Oh, my God. Keep it going. So, Chris, I don't want to steal your thunder, dude. Go with it. Go go with um, the... I, I didn't... Do you have it? Has it yes, arrived? I got it on okay. Friday, yeah. Um, Andy was was nice enough. Um, the folks at DCBS um, will get Nick Nick and Dent um, stuff uh, that will come in from Diamond, and they are 
very aware of the fact that their customers, if they receive merchandise that is damaged in any way, that that their that their customers will be upset. It's one of the reasons we love them. It's one of the reasons that they're a sponsor of the show. So they will pull stock that is damaged in any sort of way. Well, and I guess they had four or five copies of the uh, Madman 20th Anniversary Monster Edition uh, that were that were slightly damaged. And uh, and Andy, being a, a Fort Wayne resident and uh, a customer of the DCBS brick-and-mortar store, um, hollered at me. I knew he hollered at, at, at Wood. David, did he get in touch with you? No. Oh. He, he did shoot me a, a, a tweet. Okay. Yeah, well, I was going to say. I thought yeah. he did. He yeah. probably he probably tried to get in touch with you, David, but uh, um, he asked me if I would be interested in getting it at a pretty dramatically discounted rate, and I was like, "Heck yeah!" And uh, and so he hauled hauled it that and uh, and an awesome Love and Rockets hardcover uh, all the way up to Chicago for me. Which so, one? Uh, it is. It's oh gosh, it's from vo- it's uh, it's from volume two, issues eleven through nineteen. It's one of the the fanographic hardcovers. Uh, the education of Hobie Glass. Cool. Yeah. So um, yeah. That's awesome. So some some more some more eleven rockets. But I'm gonna I'm gonna pull out this gargantuan madman thing. They, or uh, uh, would you want a tag team on it? Uh, you pretty much wrapped it up. I mean, I, I logged on to Twitter and. Uh... And Andy d- d- direct messaged me, and I was like, "Huh?" And then I f- went back and followed the stream, and I guess, like you said, he had discovered it, and there were a couple more, and he had pinged a bunch of us, and uh, I'm pretty sure that we collectively all bought them like in very short order. But uh, Christina, being the awesome uh, person that she is, just threw threw mine in my my weekly shipment. So on Friday, it was waiting here for me. It's uh, gorgeous, and as with most Nick and Dent things, f- tip for people that that don't. Comic book Nick and Dents are like the best yeah. thing ever. I mean, it's, I I've bought so many Nick and Dent things over the years. I can rarely, if ever, think of a time when I was like disappointed with the with with the condition of the book. And I uh, I, I I read my comics kind of hard anyway. I know we talked about the the uh, the Mazzucchelli artist edition, but you know D- David's obviously was destroyed. Mine was mine was banged up enough that it would have always bothered me. But mm-hmm. most Nick and Dent. Most Nick and Dent stuff is nothing worse than I'm ever going to do to a book. For sure, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Is it because um, comic fans are so damn picky about their books? Well, I mean, on something like well, this, yeah. same, the artist edition. If if you had if you had dropped a hundred dollars on a book and it comes in with a dinged up corner or something like that, yeah, be a little upset about it and. Yeah. And so and 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 so they're very they're very conscious of it. But uh, um, what have you had a chance to uh, to look through it at all? And it's still in the shrink wrap. It is. Uh, it, it's freaking awesome. Uh, the anthology lover in you will absolutely adore every freaking page of this. Yeah. It, it reads as. Um, it's it's bigger than uh, I think uh, page count wise bigger than Wednesday Comics and it's the same size so they're eleven by se- full eleven by seventeen pages and beautiful hardcover uh, it is just vibrant and gorgeous and beautiful and I can start I'll, I'll just very quickly give you some of the people that are involved in this uh, obviously Allred 
the all reds are all over it. Uh, uh, Peter Bag, Kyle Baker, uh, Peter Milligan, Philip Bond, Darwin Cook, uh, Dean Haspiel, uh, uh, the Hernandez brothers, all of the Hernandez brothers, uh, Eric Larson, David Mack, uh, uh, oh gosh, there's a Jeff Darrow in here, Mike Oming, Paul Pope, Eric Powell, Frank Quietly, who did an amazing, amazing page, uh, Jeff Smith, um, Craig Thompson, Matt Wagner, and it goes on. Walt Simonson, Frank Miller, um, pretty much if they know Michael. Well, how, how about the man of the hour? Who's, there's, oh, a Joe, there's a Joe Kubert page in there, too. Page in here? I have not probably. I just, mm-hmm. yep. yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 freaking amazing. If you have not gotten this, it's one of the few times I'll say, yeah, this is as a comic book fan, this is worth every penny of the hundred dollars. And thank you for Andy Tom because we got it for 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 less than that. Awesome. Yes. Cool. It's Vince. Yeah. You're um, you, when you ever see this thing, you're gonna kick yourself. Nah, I'm I'm guessing I have the lion's chunk of those uh, pages that are in there because I don't think they're all new. I think a lot of them came from various Madman specials and and things over the years. And um, yeah, I think I think that's right. Yeah, so I'm I'm you know I don't know. I would like it's again it's like an artist edition. Love to have it, but I don't really need it, right? Mm-hmm. I don't that's have fair. the space. I wish I did. I need more of them. Whatever the IKEA bookshelves uh, we bought, I need more. I need Dude, you live in a manse. I think I know, but I, I need more book cases. I got to go down, mm. and, and you know where the, the the nearest IKEA store is like two hours away from me. So it's a kind of a pain in the ass to go get them. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. loves me the IKEA. Loves me that place. I yep. do. I love it, but it's just tough to get to. Chris, good, good on you, buddy. Yeah, savor it. I love oh. it. Good on Andy Tom, dude. He was like, well, yeah. he was pimping it, dude. He was like pushing it hard. And he, by the way, he really, I know, he, he asked me like dude, he's five different the ways to get a hold of it. you, Vince. He was like, can I call him? Do you have his number? And I was like, well. Andy, I'll send you my number. Yeah. You just Yeah, I didn't it. know if it was okay to give your number out. So I, it, for him? Yeah. You give I figured, number. but you know, numbers are, I don't, I don't, I don't give out no, other people's numbers no, unless I'm a thousand percent sure that it's kosher. I got to meet Andy. Super, super good kid. So it's always good to see Mister Neely Tom. Yeah, he's a good boy. You, you um, should watch the levels, Mister Neesman. And uh, you know what else the magic number is? What was what? it? 80, Eighty-five? Wasn't Joe eighty-five? Eighty-six. Eighty-six is the magic number. Uh, of course, we're talking well, about three. Was the magic number? <laughs> we lost Mister Joe Kubert this this past weekend. Yeah, uh, devastating loss. But and I broke the news to you, didn't I? You did. You were the one. And be, be, what was your tweet? And uh, why well, that I was happy that you got a chance to meet him and, uh, and and get get his name immortalized on your person. Right. And I was like, what? Why is he tweeting this? And I and I thought to myself, oh man, no, don't tell me, please. And then we, well, I found out it was true. And the the initial reaction, I was I was sad. I, I, I but you gotta you gotta think the dude. Led a very full life, right? Yeah, sure. Eighty-six years old, r- working like a madman right up until the end. As his artwork, as dynamic, as textured, as elegant, as gritty as it ever was, 
Um, he continued to teach. He continued to talk. He continued to make appearances, kick out comic books. There's, there's no regrets there. I mean, uh, we all I, I can say is we were damn lucky to have him for as long as we did, right? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and um, Jason had a good idea. Uh, why don't we hey, relive or go over uh, or bring to the table our favorite uh, Joe Kubert works? And, and talk about them for a little while, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, if, if we like to get that started, who wants to do that? Let's do it, David. Well, you're the one that has man's name and signature. Yeah, tag. that's true. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> lead pretty, the way. That's pretty funny. Um, it's true. Well, I, I had to go. I, I, how the hell do you pick your favorite Kubert work? Jeez, I mean, there, there's just so much. Uh, so many. I, I can remember back in the day, you know me, diehard Kirby loyalist way back when in the Bronze Age. I was eat, drink, sleep, Kirby. Everything was Jack. Lo- Commandy was my favorite book. And uh, you could tell what Kubert meant to me when a run of Kirby covers on Commandy, when, when they were interrupted by Joe Kubert covers, instead of me getting like, ah, oh, this sucks, I was like, Okay. You know, what one of the only artists back then as a kid that could compete with Jack. And then uh, over the years, I came to appreciate his work more and more to the point where I got to say, uh, Joe was a much more refined illustrator than Jack. Yes. Much, the line was so delicate and elegant. And as a draftsman, Kubert had it all over Jack. But I mean, he he sculpted figures so amazingly. Yeah, but it seemed it seemed like this this magical realism to the point where it was it was almost well all drawing is shorthand, right? But Kubert had a way of of suggesting the human form and knowing what to put in, what to leave out, and doing it so quickly that it almost seemed like it it, it did seem alive, but to to the point where it. it these people on the page were real and 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 Kubert was drawing from life like Tarzan the book that I'm going to talk about he I I when I first was exposed to Tarzan I was like I, I couldn't shake the feeling that this guy was sitting somewhere in the African jungle with with a um you know uh, a board on his lap just drawing these things as he saw mm-hmm. them because they were so damn real how does a person intuit the african jungle i mean yeah you can research it uh, okay and you can you can research the the period the costumes and and the the, the hairstyles back then and uh in the 18 late 1800s um and and just like the uh, the, the jungle the animals uh, the ships just everything and then bring it to a cohesive whole and and convince someone that they're reading a story that takes place in this period. Joe had it over everyone in that respect, right? Uh, and and he could flip flop between World War Two, uh, World War One. He could jump to you know the eighteen hundreds or or Fantasy. do a or yeah like Hawkman, bring it to a totally different planet. Thanagar, the, the the man was incredible. And and, and my first exposure. To his work was the giant. Um, Marvel called them Treasury Editions. DC called them Limited Collectors Edition of uh, Tarzan of the Apes. And and what this thing does is it reprints um, Joe's first four issues 
on Tarzan, 207 to 210, nice. which was uh, April to July 1972. DC picked up the numbering uh, from the uh, Gold Key Dell run of Tarzan. And the cool thing about it is, and I, I tweeted this and nobody had an answer for me, the uh, distinctive logo type for Tarzan, you know, you've seen it the, with with the the bulbulous A and the, the R with the little loopy doop on it and the the skewed Z. You know, just how the Tarzan logo uh, that was taken from the uh, the the syndicate, the um, the comic strip, the weekly comic, comic strip, right? Uh, but somehow. United Features didn't give Dell or Gold Key a license to use that type. So the, the, the logo on, on the Gold Key and the Dell books were kind of boring. You, you're talking Tarzan. It's just like, okay, Tarzan. But DC, for whatever reason, were, were granted a license to use the distinctive Tarzan logo type. And, I mean, that, I think that's, a, you know... Never discount typography, especially when you're trying to sell stuff. I mean, uh, Gaspar Saladino was a master of it. And, mm. and this logo is just perfect for Tarzan. And DC got it. And I think it, it, it did a, a huge, uh, service for them selling books because it's so damn distinctive. It's powerful. But anyway, I went off on a tangent. Um, so this, this takes, reprints four issues of Joe's, uh, initial Tarzan run. And I always thought it was complete. It says right on the cover here, a complete novel, The Origin of Tarzan of the Apes. But it's not. I compared tonight, just for the sake of comparing the color from the original uh, 1972 Tarzan to the Dark Horse reprinted these issues in three volumes called uh, Tarzan, the Joe Hubert Years. Uh, I forget when it was published, but um, let's see. Nine, uh, 2005, they printed these things. And uh, the digital restoration was done by Snowcone Studios. Here's something you don't hear every day. The coloring in the original from 1972 is a thousand times better than the reprint. They they oversaturated the colors. <clears throat> There's too much magenta in the reds. They, they they took it upon themselves to add certain things where the original colorist did not. The um the 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 original colors are far more natural. They're somewhat muted because four color uh printing was strictly was very limited back then in nineteen seventy three, right? Seventy two, seventy three. We have um amazing technology available to us today. And but that doesn't necessarily mean you should take advantage of all of it. Um, the, in short, the original coloring is far better. And mm -hmm. I'd, I'd like that to put. That pleases me. No, it yeah. is. Uh, the, the, like I said, the, there's, um, one of the apes in, in the tribe is called Kerchak. And in the, in the original. Kerchak? Kerchak. He's kind of like a, a muddy brown. In the dark horse, he's a flaming magenta based red. And it's just, it's too distracting. Whenever he pops up, he he just commands the panel. You, you you can't see anything else but him. It's just it's. Just, I don't think that's was uh, intended to be that way. You know, uh, I I've never seen a red a red ape. Um, you know, maybe a a red tinged ape, but not a completely red ape. I mean, this thing is just distracting. But anyway, um, onto the story. Are you you guys are familiar with Tarzan? Yeah. Of course. Yep. 
Okay. In short. No, no, tell, no. Can you bullet point it for me? <laughs> I sure will. <laughs> Sell yes, them on it. Towers. God. Well, yes. you had uh, a John Clayton, who was known as Lord Greystoke. Greystoke. And, yes. and his beautiful wife and very pregnant wife, uh, Lady Alice, they booked passage to the African coast aboard a small ship known as the Fualda. Unfortunately, the ship's captain is a bit of a sadistic douche, and he raises the ire of his crew for the last time, but not before old Lord Greystoke bestows a little smattering of kindness on an abused deckhand, and it's an act that saves his and his wife's life during the mutiny to come. See, um, one of the, there's a deckhand, he's scrubbing the, 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 the deck, they're doing things that deckhands do, and the captain just kicks him, knocks over his little bilge water pail, and he's like, you're disgusting, blah. And uh, Lord Greystoke steps in and says, you know, come on, give this, cut this guy a break. And it comes to the attention of a man named Black Michael, who eventually leads a mutiny against this idiot captain. And because Lord Greystoke showed a little bit of kindness, he and his wife were spared. But... Uh, I don't know if if if, if spared is the, is the the right word. Their their demise was uh, put on hold for a little while because they pull into this landlocked um, bit of uh, area in a, in a chain of islands and they just leave them there, the Greystokes, and they're they're left to fend for themselves. Uh, but uh, Lord Greystoke is very um, resourceful and he builds a an elevated hut and the two survive until the baby's born. Uh, after which Lady Greystoke is, uh, in defending her husband's life, is mauled by a, a, a giant bull ape. Uh, and she doesn't die, though, but she was never quite the same after that. Uh, lives for a year to see her son, you know, uh, grow a little bit, and then dies. Lord Greystoke's alone. Uh, meanwhile, you have this tribe of apes pack of apes group of apes it's a tribe right uh led by this this gigantic ape named kerchak and uh one day i guess big apes go wacky for no reason this uh this ape starts throwing a fit uh and just ripping apart his members of his tribe and and just throwing a tantrum and and he goes after a female ape named kala who just gave birth to a little um chimp uh, and as she's fleeing Kerchak, she drops her baby. Oh and, boy. And, and the panel. Kick the baby. The, Kubert nailed the panel. It's just, it's a, it's a faraway shot of two little silhouettes swinging from vine to vine. And you see this little lump towards the bottom. It's a, it's a very strong vertical panel. Uh, and you see this little tiny lifeless thing just dropping, uh, there's no background at all in the panel. I think the background's yellow. Uh, so you focus on that, that silhouette of that little form just falling from this impossible height from the treetops. And, and in the next panel, the, the mother is like dragging the dead chimp by its arm. And it's so sad. And Kubert nails it. Like, how do you depict remorse in an animal's face? They don't, they don't have the muscles to do it, right? To make those facial features. They can snarl like bastards because that's what they do. They snarl, right? Uh, but to show remorse in a, in an ape's face, there are tricks that you would employ when showing that emotion in a human's face, but they don't apply to, to an animal, but he nails it. It's just an, it's an amazing panel. Long story short, the apes, um, invade Lord Greystoke's cabin. 
uh, kill him. And uh, Kala, because she is now San's child, takes the baby and raises it. And, and this human baby becomes Tarzan of the Apes. Uh, and you know, you know what Tarzan stands for? The name Tarzan in ape language? No. Means I white, do not. Means white skin. Yes! Is it really? Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Means, means white skin. Uh, and, and these four issues are nothing short of Tarzan's ascendancy. Uh, he, he slowly increases in stature among uh, his tribe. He increases in intelligence, uh, and he climbs the, the Homo sapien social ladder. And at the end of these four issues, he goes from being a baby raised by apes to a man in a three-piece suit in London. See, now, not to get off track, and I know whenever I think of Tarzan, and, and I know the mm-hmm. comic strip, I know Kubert, I know, I know that there have been... I, I I picture Tarzan a certain way, and 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 Joe's version is definitely up there. But whether it's fortunately or unfortunately, I remember the Marvel Treasury Edition adaptation of Greystoke, Legend Wait, of Tarzan. I, it was was it Christopher Lambert as as Tarzan? Oh, you're going down. Yeah, you're going. And a it was, bit. and I think the the adaptation. Oh, that's was right. By, was was by Dan Spiegel. And I think that that's wow. why I know Tarzan stands for because it was either in the adaptation or maybe it was just referenced in the movie. I don't, but that is that's whenever someone says Tarzan, I picture the cover of that Treasury edition, wow. and then I think about Joe's version. But it's you it, know when DC dropped well, when they lost the license to Tarzan and Marvel picked it up, Big John was drawn. Yes. Tarzan. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't beat that, huh? But you know it. I think it's all the 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 initial exposure. I mean, for me, uh, Joe Kubert is a definitive Tarzan artist. For yeah. Joe Kubert, Hal Foster was the definitive Tarzan. I was going to say, yeah. yeah Some people say, say Russ Manning. I, I, you know, I, 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 and IDW has their artist edition coming out, and it's uh, it's tar it's Tarzan for a reason for Kubert. It's yeah, uh, yeah. And, and it's it's uh. It, it's kind of like a natural progression to go from Foster to to Kubert. To, to it just it it really does I think fit the character to have that that progression in, in these great artists and and yeah. just and someone has their version of Tarzan and and um I wish it's not I don't it wasn't Gray Morrow who the hell somebody was drawing the newspaper strip. Of uh, within the past few years, and I'll I'll probably it'll come to me before the end of the episode, I'm sure. But it was Gray um, Morrow drew the newspaper strip. He did, and I think they were I, so they weren't new; they were reprinting it because I remember I, I don't know if I was down south at Dad's, but somebody was reprinting the old Tarzan strips, and hmm. and it was Gray Morrow, and obviously yeah, I mean, he man, he drew it for I think so. I think three years, three or four years. Okay, yeah, all right, yeah. those are but, sort of ones they reprint. Just take a look at all the, all that Tarzan accomplishes in four issues, right? He, he, he overcomes every single handicap, nature, fate, whatever you want to call it, throws at him. He's slower and less muscular than his eight brothers and sisters. He's ostracized because of the way he looked and the way he acts. He doesn't have hair. He's white. The apes, the ape, the apes ostracize him. This crazy Kala brings in this, this goofy looking white deformed baby and, and, and he's supposed to fit in with the rest of the tribe. Uh, he, he taught himself to read and write a language he couldn't even speak. 
that's that's Helen Keller territory. Yeah. He yeah. he found books. Well, it's a story, in his, it's in a story it, of Moses. It okay. is. It's, it's, <laughs> okay. Moses led apes, but uh, well, he, no. <laughs> he. But as far as the pulp characters go, Tarzan is the Batman to Doc Savage's Superman. Tarzan is highly intelligent. He's resourceful. He's cunning. He's a great fighter. He's a leader. But most of all, as opposed to Doc Savage, who has you know that superhuman power he can make his skin th impenetrable uh he's human tarzan is human there's see, there's I, nothing supernatural about tarzan but is okay see you, you threw out the supernatural and i was i i i kind of want to just say then where does the shadow fall in if you're going to bring up batman but yeah we see i think you're you're focusing was the shadow? I didn't read a lot of shadow. Is the shadow uh, supposedly an intelligent person? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Because I mean, if you rank them, you know how they always do I that. Mean, He's the most the intelligent yeah, in the so. DC universe, and you always go, "Okay, Mister Terrific is number blah blah blah," and Bruce Wayne is number three. And we're going to call down the. We're going to call. We, we are going to call down the wrath of John Suntress if we don't. Well, that's okay. Don't but walk a very very thin line. But what I'm saying is. Tarzan is an incredibly intelligent individual. Yes, yes. Almost to the point where super intelligent. Because how the hell do you scrape together the rudiments of a language yeah. just looking oh, at right, pictures? Right. And, and, and he's looking through the books, and it says man, right? M-A-N, and he shows a picture of a man. And, and he's saying, I look like this flat person, but these tracks. He's, he saw the letters as tracks, as an animal would leave tracks in the jungle. Tarzan saw the letters in the book as tracks left by this picture. And, and from those tracks, he pieced together... M A N. That's me. I'm I'm that. I'm man. And then he 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 devised the language from nothing. What the kind of intelligence does it take to do that? You know what I mean? Doc Savage was born and he had proper schooling, so he was taught the language like everyone else uh, traditionally is taught the language. Tarzan well, did it so, on his own. Yeah, well, and and self-preservation plays a big part in that because i mean how oh hell is yeah going to, so yeah no i mean it's so yes i mean to be, to be able to build himself up from that i mean he obviously no parents and and like safe for the way so i mean you end. know it's 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 i can That's definitely close, I, I can see the parallels i i'm not yeah. i'm not, I'm not poo-pooing your idea I, it just it doesn't thank you when when you bring doc savage into it i see it more clearly but i mean when i when someone's comparing pulp heroes to what would be modern day to us now but I, I i tarzan and batman wouldn't be the two that, that that i would think go hand in hand but as you explain it it, it makes sense yeah. yeah but uh as, as i said i compared the two editions and i did not know this but thank goodness that i have the original uh 207 to 210 because this treasury edition published i guess a year after the joe did these it was published in 73. They chopped out a third of the story. Wah, wah. Do you, do you yeah. Know what the, it, do you know what the artist edition is going to print? Uh, I think 207 to 210. Okay. I'm, I'm pretty and then, sure because that's yeah. the four issues. Because then they do the... Um, I get six issues. 
They're, okay, they're, so they'll probably do 207 to 210 and then 21 standalone issues because right after um, right after 210, Joe goes into the, uh, what is it, the Land of the Giants. Um, yeah, Land of the Giants starts in 211, and I think that lasts for two issues. Yeah, yeah, so maybe they're doing that. Maybe they're doing to 212. Uh, 207 to 212. But anyway, the, the, the DC Collector's Edition chops out a third of the story. You don't even see Jane Porter until way into the story. And in the, in the original issue, she's the first thing you see because she's looking for her father in Africa. And, and one of the, the guys with her tells her the story, the legend of, of the, 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 the man who lives among the apes. And that's how Joe segs into the, the, the legend of Tarzan. But in the Treasury Edition, it's totally gone. Just completely excised. Uh. Yeah, and um, but they do include some puzzle pages and a special feature. Joe teaches you how to draw Tarzan. That's invaluable. Joe Kubert teaches you how to draw Tarzan two on two giant pages. I did the crossword puzzles. I did the word searches. <laughs> but uh, I gotta say, if if you're gonna pick, uh, if you haven't read this stuff and you say I want to read me some Joe Kubert Tarzan, you want to go on the cheap, get the Dark Horse. Uh, collection because the original issues mm, they're not super expensive but you know they'll cost you more but go for this treasury edition because the art all big ass 11 by looks like 11 by 14 it's big yeah bigger than bigger than a marvel treasury edition uh go the large side because Kubert Kubert's art just sings in this yeah. this large format. Mm, it's gorgeous, man. The uh the artist edition it it doesn't actually say what issues it says that um that it collects six complete Kubert Tarzan adventures, including the classic four-part origin story. All right, okay. so you're guaranteed 207 to 210. Okay, so, cool. Yeah, and it's uh, well, 12 by 18. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, because yeah. it's 11 by 17, and there's an extra inch. Yeah, so oh, Jason, awesome. before we um, David, are the uh, are are there consecutive issues in your Thor? Artist edition. I know we. I, I asked about the Lois and Clark cameo, and and I don't know if you got into the book yet, but I wasn't sure what issues were collected in, in the Thor, the Simonson Thor artist edition. Um, well, there are consecutive issues, but it's not. It's not that um, the entirety of it is not consecutive. Okay. Um, but but a big chunk of it is consecutive. Um, um, I'm trying. It's a. Uh, it's yeah. Here you go. It's it's issues um, three thirty seven through three forty. Okay. The Beta um, Ray Bill. Yeah, and then issues three sixty through three sixty two. Oh, so towards the end of his run. Nice. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Hmm. The um, when when it see, I don't have. Unlike Vince, I don't have a definitive joke here. Like if I. Like, it's tough, isn't it? it? Well, see, with me is because of when I, I've never been, and, and this isn't news really to anybody. I'm not, I'm not a huge war buff. I'm not, I'm not big on, especially World War Two. I'm just, I'm not. I, it's not like, oh, it's World War Two. You know, I, I've seen an episode or two of Band of Brothers. I can only get through so much of Saving Private Ryan. There, there's just so much World War Two I can kind of take. So I never really got into. I appreciated. Joe's Sergeant Rock, and I remember a lot of. Um, actually, it, there was a. Um, it was it was um, middle school. We had a gift exchange 
among the students, and um, I actually I got I I got some grief for this, but I traded what I was given with someone else because they actually got a, a couple of comics, and one of them was an issue, a dollar sized issue of, of GI Combat. Mm-hmm. So I, I I traded. What, I don't know if I got. I don't know what the hell I got, but I ended up with the comic books at the end of the day. And the person who gave me their gift wasn't thrilled that I traded mine, but I I, I didn't give a shit. So um, mm-hmm. wow. I've read. I read attitude all the way back then too. Say, fuck them. Yep. Um, nice. So I mean, I've I I know you know Joe's done the war stuff, but with me when 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 I think of of Joe Cooper, there isn't one particular. Story. There are covers here and there, and there are oh, yeah. there are characters I associate with Kubert. I, I, I associate Starman. I associate Hawkman. I I remember his. I mean, Justice League of America issue two hundred was a jam piece. You had Gil Kane. You had Kurt Swan. You had you had a but you had Dick Dillon. You had a whole bunch of artists in this book, and you had the Hawkman story with art by Joe. And so I remember that. I just there are things that I remember. Ragman. So so vividly, uh, oh yeah, definitely Ragman, and, and that 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 so fit his style. And I recently read you, Gangster. So I mean, I don't, I just, I, it's 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 his art that I, you know, it's not it's not so much my favorite Joe Kubert story or or the character I associate with him. It's just it really is just. You've talked about Tarzan. We mentioned World War Two. I talked about the superhero stuff just now. I mean, like Chris said before, he he really. It's not like he's. Well, Homeboy was at it for what uh, sixty years. So. Over, oh, I mean, yeah, he started when he was yeah. fourteen. So I mean, it's been over seventy years. He was he was doing it. So I mean, there there really isn't any sort of um, genre he 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 touched on. I mean, you can think of Jim Starlin, and you kind of just think of the cosmic stuff. You could think of, right. you, you, you know, you think of of. Well, I was gonna say. John Bushima, but I mean, you can either think of Conan or like the Avengers, depending on when you grew up. But you know, there, there are just so many. Some some artists are just kind of pigeonholed, I'll say. But but really, with which and and it just he made it look like whether he it, whether Hawkman was standing there just hanging out with the rest of the Justice League, you just you it worked it you didn't feel like that's like like i talked about justice a couple of weeks ago and and how some of some of ross's stuff could look a little stiff and 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 kind of posery even though things might have looked the physics were there and it kind of looked realistic but it just mm-hmm. it still looked eh, but but w- whether joe's you know drawing a, a a pirate on a ship in a tarzan comic or you know a bunch of guys hanging out on the justice league satellite it it just he made it work, and, it, and well, it, how about the damn Heroes World catalog? Remember the Heroes World catalog? They, they, they back in the in the seventies, they didn't have the. Am I all shitty? No, you're good. No, you're great. Oh, they didn't have the technology to reprint reprint photographs accurately in 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 uh, um, four color process. Not a, not a whole bunch of them anyway. So so what they did was they had Joe and members from the Kubert School draw product. Uh, drawings like for the Mego he- heroes and the Mego cars and the Spider-Man web shooter with the dart on it and and the, those goofy Marvel shields that they sold that that shot the the dart out of the center of them and yes. and po- posters and books and and they would draw product placement 
little little illustrations and that was the entire catalog and i must have gone through that thing for weeks when i got it and it was all joe Kubert drawings and that's and and you just mentioned the school and i remember so many going way back i mean i doesn't matter what issue hang on okay there you go he's back it doesn't matter how far back i go in my collection to read a comic, I'm going to find an ad for the Joe Kubert School somewhere that, that he drew telling you. And then right. I, I mean, it, it blew my mind when they finally had the correspondence courses and I never got the inking assignment. But I was just, I always wanted, I always wanted to. And, and I just, over I the give years, you the book. Oh, thank you. Over the I years, I just, uh, you know, I remember those ads. So I'm, I, I'm just, I'm a fan of, of the man's art. I, there really isn't anything I can say that 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 I'm 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 thankful for all of it. Really, I can't just say, you know, when I think of Joe Kubert, I, I I think of Starman, I think of Hawkman, I think of Ragman. It's just it's. I mean, I do. He's he's kind of to me. He's 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 obviously synonymous with DC more than any other creator, really. But yeah, uh, it's it's um, you know he's 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 too. I mean, I know we talk about um uh oh what's going Ooh, on hearing some it's strange Chris. feedback. It's got, it's got hey. to be Chris. Uh, <laughs> I know. I, I know. For for us youngsters, you know, Byrne was Marvel and Perez was DC. But if you go back ten years prior, John Buscema's Marvel and Joe Kubert's DC. And I I can't. Um, it's, it's we lost uh, him again. Um, huh. No, but I, I just I, I'm just um, you know we we got I'm I'm very very happy that uh, sitting next to Vince, who was sitting next to Andy Tom, who was sitting next to Roland, where we got to see Joe take some questions, but more importantly, just whip out a Night Owl sketch. Yeah. I mean, a full-blown, it was it was pen and ink and, and done, and it was just, and he says, yeah, you know, so he's, he's answering questions about the school and his career and this, that, and the other, and the kids, and and... And by the way, here's Night Owl, and and we got to see it happen, and and Vince got to shake his hand, and and, <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and more. But it was it was just yeah. it's one of those things where the, uh, the best part, and, and I'm I'm sorry if I'm stepping on you because you were talking about him drawing. I don't want to lose the the moment. Uh, the the best part about it for me was uh, as the uh, person taking and fielding the questions. Who was a, a Kubert School? Either yes, yes, uh, yes, currently in the Kubrick school, or he was a graduate. It's an alum, yep. Uh, okay, uh, he was fielding questions from the, the 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 audience, and Joe was drawing so intently he wouldn't even hear them half the time. Yeah, yeah. he 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 was. F- so focused on on the drawing and just laying it down, and we can see everything he was doing because it, we were, not, it, was, it was projected on an overhead. Is at the beginning we're like, all right, he's drawn Hawkman, he's drawn this, he's drawn, and we didn't, and 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 he ends up putting it all together. The pieces all fall into place, and we're like, ain't that some shit? And it's, and it's just, it was, right. it was, it was seriously, it was, it was a sight. It, it's one of those um, classes that you just can't, you really can't describe to anybody. It was, it was a, um, it was a sight to behold. And and it's not like, I mean, obviously his his work, his 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 work ethic is just. I mean, I know I may bitch about oh well fourth issue okay we got a fill in now and here's a dude who just you know he back then it was it was a job if i don't put the work in i'm not getting paid so he, he put, exactly, the yeah. in, put the work in mm-hmm. and hopefully you know with the school and his kids you know that 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 work i think is, is has been instilled with with future generation but i mean he's not 
he obviously isn't gone because we have so many comics to read that he worked on, but his his um he has his boys, he has Andy and, and Adam and, and he still has the school, so it's not he's not yeah. he's not gone. Right. We gotta get the, the, the Christopher back. Okay. There he is. I, I don't know what's going on, buddy. You, you sound be fuzzy. Pretty, you be fuzzy, yeah. Vince. I'm fuzzy. No, Vince. You're no, fuzzy. Vince. Vince is crackly. Crack-a-lacka. Oh. Um, well, I'll, I'll jump in then. So, um, I agree with David, on, on especially, you know, as a, someone who uh, grew up a, primarily a Marvel kid. Um, Joe Kubert was, for a long time, someone that I knew of, but didn't necessarily have a great... Um, personal experience with his art, you know, for a long time. Um, because he was primarily a DC guy, at least for much of, of our lifetimes. Um, but, uh, but as I got older and I started, you know, branching out, I, I definitely, uh, it was hard not to, once you see his work to take notice and then want to see more of it. Um, so, uh, I mean, if I had to pick a definitive work, it's difficult. I mean, well, first of all, I, I think if, if, if I'm being fair or if anyone's being fair, I mean, it's hard not to, say his definitive work isn't Sergeant Rock just because, I mean, the dude did it for 30 years. So, I mean, that's, you know, I, I, that said, I haven't read much of it. So, you know, when I think of him, that's one of the first things that would come to mind. Sure. Um, but, but again, I, I don't, in terms of something that speaks to me, I, I, um, I don't necessarily have the, the, the lack of affinity for war comics like, like David expressed, but, but it's just not, um, I, it's just something I have yet to experience in great detail. I mean, I've read some Sergeant Rock over the years, but nothing, uh, you know, not, not in any kind of, um, uh, major, uh, way. I've never consumed a big chunk of it intentionally. Um, I would say that, uh, if I had to, um, pick something of his, it would probably be one of his more recent works, um, simply because, I've been like looking for them and, and more aware was more aware of them at, at the time that they were coming out. And so I would say either, um, either Jew gangster or, or, and I may be saying this wrong cause I don't know that I've ever heard it said out loud, but, but Dong Jai, which is the, the Vietnam, the, oh, the Vietnam, right. The OGN he did, uh, a few years ago, I think, I think 2010, uh, about Vietnam. Um, those are both OGNs that he did. Um, you know, David, as you said, you talked about Jew gangster not too long ago. Um, but you know, I think those works to me are, um, impeccable and, and the fact that he was in his, uh, you know, well, late seventies in one case and, and early eighties in the other. And he was able to do these works and you could line these books up against a lot of people making a decent living in this business today. And you damn sure couldn't tell that it was by a man that was 50 years their senior. Um, which is pretty ridiculous. I mean, there aren't too many, if you think about it, like how many jobs, no matter what your job is in life, how many people can do their job as well as most people on the planet at, at, at an advanced age like that, you know, lawyer, doctor, cop, you know, judge, whatever you're going to be, right. Whatever you want to pick when you're in your late seventies, early eighties, the idea that you could do that job as well as you, as you did it at an earlier stage of your life or as well as many people that are much younger than you doing the job is, is almost impossible. And yet I think Kubert pulled that off. I think he, he, he did that. And, you need I, to- and I think he's almost unique in that ass, in that respect, because I mean, as in terms of the greats, 
Because mm-hmm. um, uh, Jack was nowhere near the artist he was when mm-hmm. in his last couple of years. Eisner, a shadow. Uh, Joe, pretty much. Yeah, consistent. Yeah. Didn't, didn't miss a beat uh, yeah. right, up, right up until the end. His, his style is distinct. I mean, he, he's one of the first signatures I remember recognizing. Just just that, the way he, he signed the Kubert the part of, of Joe Kubert. But no, I mean, he's been, he was consistent in all the years I've been reading his books. Yep. Yeah. And, and the thing too about the, these two works is not only they self-contained, but they're, they're written and drawn by Joe. And, you know, so they're wholly him. I mean, they're, they're, yeah. they're his, his stories to tell. And, um, uh, they're, they're fantastic. I, I, I really do think they stand, they, they stand, yeah. uh, so I, I highly recommend them. They're both readily available, still, yes. still in print. Um, both by DC. I think they are. Yeah, don't, yeah, they are yes. both by DC. Um, and, uh, I, you know, definitely, I think, I think you owe yourself a, a chance to consume them. Um, and again, that's not to say that, that there aren't classic Sergeant Rock runs that aren't amazing. I, I just, you know, forgive my, my ignorance. I just don't, I can't recommend any. I can recommend Sergeant Rock in its totality, but I can't. I just can't speak to any you know one from that. Day. It, it's funny what I remember when I when I think about Sergeant Rock, I, got, I, th- I think mm-hmm. of of that that three panel ad of the action figures where where you oh, never yeah. even saw you never even saw the action figures. You just see Sergeant Rock walking in the desert, the shot hitting the ground next to him, and then him raising his arm as, as into charge. And that's I mean that's that's to me that that seems to sum up my my whole sergeant rock reading experience because there aren't too many it's like haunted tank there aren't too many stories that i can recall that i've read of sergeant rock i just i know the character i just mm-hmm. i can't tell you yeah. you know how many days he saved i i sure. just i'm i'm lost well rock is a canninger cubert yes joint so but my uh, fa- my favorite uh, sergeant rock and i know it's because it's it's uh it's a modern tale and it's one of my favorite um, writers and I know I I futzed out there for a couple minutes. So hopefully it hasn't been mentioned. But um, between uh, Hell and a Hard Place by Brian Azzarello and Joe Kubert, it's mm-hmm. it's a fantastic. That's from a couple years start. ago, right? Yeah, it's um, it's not I that believe, old. I believe it's available on Comicsology. Uh huh. All four issues. And uh, and it should be available in in trade. I've got the hardcover of it, and um, it, it, I mean if you want to read Joe Kubert. Being awesome with uh, with a very modern uh, war story aesthetic, even though I mean it, it, I mean it's very much a World War II story. Um, it's um, it, it's fantastic. It's it's one of my it's one of my favorite works of of Azzarillo away from from a hundred bullets. And I know that he was just thrilled to work with Joe Kubert on a Sergeant Rock book. Yeah, well, that was the thing. Um, it's so ironic that. Joe, who was a pacifist, made a name for himself drawing war. Oh yeah, right. Uh, but but, but the, guy, it, the guy from EC Comics. But but it wasn't. Um, it, it, they didn't. That was the thing about the Kaniger, uh Kubert war books. They didn't glamorize war. It was okay. always like this is not something you want to do, guys. 
uh, it, it, and it showed the, the toll on, on, on the human elements, the toll on, 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 uh, you know, the planet and, and, and relations between countries. It was just, it, it, it was just war is not a good idea. That's what they should have called the book. of Between Hell and a Hard Place are, are seen of a GI who's had both of his hands blown off. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, it's grim and, and gory stuff. It is not, uh, it's it's much more platoon than Hogan's heroes. You right, know? It's, right. It's, it's not it's not glamorized. Uh, and then Joe picked up after Eisner and did the uh, the Army maintenance manuals, the yes. magazine, the PE magazines. I think that's what it's called. PE. J- Joe did a string of those. Like here's how to clean your gun properly. Here's how to maintain yeah. a Jeep's engine. Uh, here's how to change a tire. And, oh, and, just and, like and, Eisner's PS. PS, right? Not PE. PS. Well, Kubert did those too. For a long time, a long like, time, yeah, like into the two thousands, I think. Yeah, yep. it was uh, my. Uh, I have a uh, bunch of PDFs, and they're just so nice to look at. I mean, I have no interest in, you know, attaching a a, a scope to my M sixteen or whatever. But watching Joe draw it, it's it's just awesome. Sure. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say a couple. A couple of my favorite um, Qbert. Uh, one, one a memory, and uh, and the other just just something that everyone needs to track down and watch. Uh, uh, and this is because we wa- we lost Mobius this year as well. Have uh, have you all ever seen? I don't know what TV show it was. It was I think it may have been French, where they had uh, Joe Kubert, Neil Adams, and Mobius yep. uh, in the same place doing a, a big jam piece on like this huge, this huge piece of paper, this like wall sized piece of paper, doing a jam piece where they would just kind of like take turns adding to this this huge drawing it's on our forum okay yeah it is in the cuber thread yeah mm-hmm. that, my god watch that and you will see just the absolute brilliance of all three of those men and how different their styles were but i mean they were you know neil adams i think was the was the young pup out of the out of uh, the, yeah he, yeah he was like 10 whenever they, they <laughs> And it's you know what I has I know I tell me if you have but I know we can talk about a slew of creators we could talk about Byrne we could talk about Adams we could talk about Frank Miller we could talk about so many creators where somebody we know if not one of us might have been rubbed the wrong way by that creator has any have you heard anybody ever say a bad word about Joe Kubert no never. No. No. Never, never, never. That's a great point. Like, yeah, it's like it's like he and Archie Goodwin. You know. Yeah, like, seriously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no one ever said a bad word of him, and and that's I never got I never got the pleasure to meet him, and I really regret that. Which you know I tweeted today that you know it, I sh- I I should have made the time and made a point of meeting him at C two E two this year, but you always think there's going to be another time, yeah. and there wasn't. And and Vince took that time and had a, a great moment with one Do of his. Do you know why I did that? Heroes. Well, you knew the time was probably short because I was in a similar um, occurrence uh, uh, involving Jack, and mm-hmm. I, I could have met Jack Kirby. I didn't get off my, my fat ass and go to the convention, and I think uh, a year or two later, Jack died, and I said to myself, you know what? I'm not going to let that happen again. again. No. Yep. Yeah, and you know, I mean, this is a, another, and sadly, we do lose creators pretty frequently, and it's, uh, 
but it is so it does serve as a reminder for people that you know there's always people listening or people that we meet that are going to the first con or or haven't been to that many and um I think we all probably it's fair to say have some story like that right where we where we were just because of, of shyness or complacency uh, never got a chance to meet you know a creator that means a, quite a lot to us. Oh, so I mean, we lost Jane Cohen, Frank Robbins, yeah. and, and now Mobius and and Joe Kubert in in a pretty a pretty short amount of time and and yeah, John Severin. You know how can I forget yep. him? You know, and there's there's a few of those a few of those folks out there that were doing comics in in the 1940s and 50s that if they weren't working in the industry, we wouldn't be sitting here talking. But, but you know what? And it's not even limited to the to the to the greats. I mean, I know we often think like, oh, these guys oh. are the older them. But I mean, think about it. I mean, look. I mean, we're you know this talk about the the, the eeriness of the date. I mean, you know, a guy like Ringo, right? I mean. You know how how often do people love you know don't people forget that modern you know young modern creators you know that yeah. that uh, that you may see at a con and think oh geez their line's too long or oh you know I'll, I'll meet them again another day you Seth might not Fisher. get a chance you know you yeah, might not Seth. I mean yeah because not between you know they might not come to your con for a few years right, and, and God right. forbid something happens you just you don't know yep. so uh, not to get all um, Robin Williams and uh, on you but you know but uh, but. Carpe diem, you know, there really is truth to that. I mean, that's not a, you know, that, that really is very valid. I, I, and I've, I've definitely, when I was younger and I would go to cons, I'd be like, you know, uh, have stage fright and I'd, I'd just make excuses not to go up and, and, and say things to, to creators yeah. and think, oh, I don't know what I'd even say to him. And you know what? Going up to someone, especially someone that's been in the biz for a while and shaking their yeah. hand and just saying thank you. Just, just thank you and say how much you appreciate the work. I don't think you people under uh, can uh, can underestimate overestimate I, the uh, value of that. You know, I, I think Jason and I. I think we. I know that we we were surrounded by comics. We were surrounded by cheap comics. We were surrounded by <laughs> half price books. I didn't. I didn't see any of that. All I knew is that Jason and I were be, were, were were thanking. Lee Weeks and being entertained by Lee Absolutely, Weeks. Absolutely, yeah. And it's just, I mean, and it, it, I don't know if it made his day, but it sure as hell made mine. And, and I mean, just, just, just to be able to thank a person, have him talk about his career, have him do some fucking magic. I mean, it was just, oh, yeah. it was, it was, it was, it was, I believe myself, but it was, it was, um, it was seriously, I don't, you know, I mean, I, I, I don't know, I, I'm not, I don't know about any of the old creation conventions, but I don't, and obviously I wasn't going to conventions when, up until the end of, of, of his, of his time, but, you know, I never got to meet Gil Kane. And, and yeah. Yeah. I, you know, so it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, so it is. It, it's, so if, if I can, I don't, I don't give a shit what kind of sale a retailer has on the Florida convention. I can always go online or find a book later. I, I may not be able to talk to, you know, text. Again, so I'm just. I'm going to take the minute and and say that. I mean, I know we always we 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 could talk to him on Twitter any time of the day, but I'm always going to say hi to Mahmoud. I'm always going. Oh, yeah. Uh, you of know, course. So yeah. You know, I mean, if if you see Todd McFarlane at a at a 
convention, walk up to him and thank him for revitalizing comics. If you see <laughs> Neil Adams, go up and shake his hand and say thank you for revitalizing Batman with Odyssey. Because well, it, it was shit. God. Revi- yeah, okay. Uh, for, I'm well, totally how, serious. How about revitalizing Batman in the 70s? Well, right. There's that too, yeah, but it does yeah. not compare to Odyssey. Like, I know people Odyssey often, like, <laughs> perplexed about what to do with this situation, but but perfect example um, at uh, at uh, at New York Comic Con this past year, um, we were walking around and Chris Claremont was had a booth in Artist yeah. Alley. Yeah. Now you know uh, Claremont, like uh, like many people of, of of my age, was you know one of the definitive yeah you know comic book writers for me, and, and you know that it's been a while since I've you know vibed on something he's written. But but he'll always be one of he'll always have a special place in my heart because of the importance of of, of his X Men run to me and you know so now I've I've heard him interviewed he's, he he doesn't strike me as someone that's these days all that you know f- overtly friendly or necessarily like the most gregarious guy but he literally had no one at his table I'm walking by like either heading to meet you guys or you know, something, probably picking up a sketch from somebody or something. And, you know, he's he's a writer, not an artist, so it's not like you're going to go up and say, can I get a sketch or kind of draw, you know, but but I, I, I didn't have any books for him to sign, but I was walking by, I saw him sitting there, and I'd probably seen him at five or six other cons over the years, and, and I never really said anything to him, and I'm just like, well, he's sitting right there. I just went up, introduced myself, shook his hand, and said, just saw you sitting here, I wanted to come over and say thanks, I'm sure you've heard it a million times before, but... You know your your work. You know at Marvel, particularly the X Men, was you know definitive for me. It, it's a lot of the reason I'm a fan today. And just saw you sitting here, I want to say thanks. And he just smiled and said, "Nice to meet you." And that was that. You know, and you no, know, it's just it, it's just a moment, right? And he's probably had that happen to him a hundred thousand times in his career. But Only but for me, it was a chance though. to say thanks to him, and and it it didn't hurt. It made me feel good. It hopefully made him feel good for a second. And but my point is, is like that's that's you can do that when you're cons. Like you don't have you don't have to have like People get so like freaked out, like what am I going to say to him? Am I going to? You don't. You don't need to be. You know, you don't need to make the guy laugh or have some great story or have like you know a giant size number one for him to sign. You can just say thanks or say I appreciate you or it's good to meet you. I mean, you know, um, it, it's just that's all it takes. You know. Uh, now, granted, if you're like going up to an artist and you've waited three hours in line and you're going to have him do a sketch for you and it's going to take 20 minutes, then I'd probably be ready to talk to him for a little bit because it'd be pretty <laughs> awkward to stand there for 20 minutes in silence while you watch him draw. But but if you just want to say thanks, just say thanks. You well, know? My, my other my other Kubert story has has uh, the, nothing to do directly with, with Joe Kubert. It would uh, more to do with Phil Hester. And it kind of just shows the the respect that that Kubert had in the industry. I was I was lucky enough. I was sitting next to next to Phil uh, in New York a few years ago. Uh, I think it was a um, I don't it was a hero thing or or, or something. I, I and I was I was hanging out with Phil um, and uh, and he had a, a kid that came up and said, you know, would you have a couple minutes to uh, to look at my portfolio? And and Phil being Phil was like, yeah. Absolutely, and uh, you know, and he's flipping through the kids' uh, pages, and I'm sitting there and just kind of, kind of watching and watching a pro um, how he handles looking at an amateur's portfolio, and it was it was a really, really awesome experience to be able to to kind of you know be a fly on the wall and hear what Phil was telling him, and 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 he was going you know literally panel 
by panel through through these pages and uh and he's talking to the kid and he's like okay you know well, what are you doing now you know what's your what's your path and and the kid uh was a student at the Kubert school and uh and they start talking about that and you know as he goes through it you know in the in his portfolio review goes on and on you know he starts talking about these panels and 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 um paraphrasing he said but you are going to the Kubert school and and Joe's going to show you what to do in this instance with these panels, how to tell a, a clear, better story. You're not far, but you're at the right place. So keep working, and and I look forward to to you coming back and talking to me in a couple of years. And and that struck me so much that you know these professionals they had this trust in. In Joe Kubert and the Kubert School, that that they knew that they were getting taught how to how to tell stories, not not to be better artists. That 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 was very little of what he talked about. It was how to tell better stories. And if you look at Joe Kubert's work, it is all about telling stories. I mean, yeah, he's an amazing draftsman, and and he sculpts characters like very very few. Uh, artists can, but his ability to lead you through a page, to tell a story, to have everything you need in every panel and nothing that you don't is, I mean, that's why the guy wasn't just an artist artist. It's, he was an educator. He taught a generation of comic book artists how to do what they do. And, and, and that's Any the other legacy. artist from his period who decided to open up a school for yeah. teaching teaching uh, people how to do comic books, it would have been seen seen as arrogance, but it wasn't with Joe, because the respect, the ability, the craftsmanship that Joe had, every, it just seemed like, oh, Joe's opening a school. Okay, the master is going to pass on his knowledge. That, that, that there was no like, oh man, can you imagine the 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 arrogance of this guy? He thinks he's so good, he can open up a school. Well, Joe was that good, right? So no one even questioned it. You know, it was it just seemed like the natural thing for Kubert to do. Whereas, you know, I mean, if if Neil Adams, I love the man, but I mean, if he if he said the Neil Adams school of how to do comics the right way, you know, everybody's oh boy, Adam, here we Adams go. Adams is more more known for his studios, so, right? But the you know, continuity studio, uh, they had a look to them, and I'll tell you, sure, uh, pound for pound, the Kubert school produced better artists. Oh, than, absolutely, you know, than than what yeah. we saw. Yeah, well, they like, they weren't all trying to be Joe Kubert, you know, it's, right? You know. Rick Veach, one of the masters, came out of the Kubert School. <laughs> Steve Bissett, Tom Yates, uh, Tim Truman, how many others? There's, there's a gazillion. Uh, Adam Alan, Kubert, Andy Kubert. Alan went to the Kubert School, didn't he? Who else? Yeah. Yep. One of my friends, uh, Car uh, Charlito. Jenny, went Jenny Frizen went to Kubert School. Oh, Jenny did, really? And, yeah. and yeah. Uh, Wow. William Joseph Dunn. Yes, of course. What's it? What did, uh, Charlito? From uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Indy Spinarak, you know, yep. was there? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's Kubert School. That's that's pedigree. You know, it's it's nothing to laugh at, or so, yeah. you know, you, no one would ever uh, snort when uh, at the mention of Joe Kubert teaching anyone how to do comics because the guy, it's obvious, the guy knew how to do them. And it's, it's not, uh, it's not what I've always, what I've always loved about 
the school. It's not easy. It's not, oh, you're drawing comic books. Okay. You have to learn every aspect of the comic making yeah. business. So you're going to have Bruce. a course in lettering. You're going to have a course in coloring, in, in inking, in layout. So, I mean, if you just want to kind of have a, I just want a letter, don't go to the school. Yeah, no, son. <laughs> it's like, well, how it's about like, Joe? When we saw him, he's like, uh, I got kids coming to me all the time saying, you know what? All I want to do is penciling. He's like, you can't do that because nah. there are going to be times when nobody wants to hire a penciler and there's, there's jobs available for an inker or a colorist yep. or a letterer. He said, if you don't want a well-rounded uh, vocabulary in comics, you're not coming to my school. And that's and, I mean, and he I, was he was just he wasn't being like a dick. He was just being flat out. No, We're not going to take you. And it's not it, seriously. That's that's the kind of that that concept goes beyond comics. I wish in this day and age that it used to be for for you to be a boss. For, if if you want to be somebody's boss, you have to know every w. aspect of 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 what they do to do what you do. Nowadays, it's like people just get a title and it's like, I'm in charge of you. I don't have to know what you do. I just, I'm, I tell you what to do. And, and I hate That's that. why there's no respect in the workplace. Cause you, you, you can't respect someone who waltzes in and has, has authority over you and they have no freaking idea no, what you exactly, do. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, for, for, I, I just, I, he is, he, he he's, like one of the last of the greats it's like there aren't too many there i mean we're getting to the point now where i think with the four of us where you know we kind of have to worry about i know i know george perez had some health scares for for a few years a couple years ago i mean but you know do we have to start to worry about you know miller and burn and adams and it's like and i don't i don't we're we're we're, we're now working our way in from you know the generation that preceded the, right. the comics that that we fell in love with, and now it's 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 going to be it's going to be the generation of, of creators that that we loved. It's going to be the Burns and Claremonts and Millers yeah, and know. you know and and Neil Adams, who you know predates that a little bit. But you know, it's my gosh, you know Steve Gerber's already gone, and yeah, you know, it's yeah, yeah it's, so it's still it's, around. We, got, we still have Steve. We still have Steve. Yeah, he's not going anywhere. But you know what? I don't think anybody takes into consideration. How and I know I don't want this to sound bad, but it's true. Barry Windsor Smith is not as young as his contemporaries. Barry started early X Men, like like what forty well, Conan. fifty. I mean, well, right, yeah. Conan. But I mean, he cut his teeth real early on the X Men run. Right. And uh, so Barry has a couple years on on a lot of people. You got to watch these guys. Go up, yeah. Give him a big stuff. damn, mm, give him you a big damn me? hug. I'm, I'm just, I'm, you know, you know, come on, Vince. It's, it's you. I mean, Stan, Stan is not is not that young. Stan's anymore. not young. Sal Bushima isn't young. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Sal's still I mean, a pisser though. Oh yeah, uh, Herb Trimpey. I mean, you know, so Herb Trimpey, yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, so, Trimpey's definitely not young. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, 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 yeah. I think the point is, you know, uh, when you see them, thank yeah. them. Yes, thank them. Talk with them, God. I'm, you know, I'm so trippy. Seventy three, dude. Damn. And I'm tall. so excited. I got a Ramona Fraden sketch in New York. Yeah, she's yeah. awesome, and she's she got to be like what ninety? Nah, 80 some. She's, she's in her by the way, dude. In all seriousness, Stan is going to be ninety this year, dude. Yeah, fucking ninety years old. He's he's looking pretty frail. I mean, dude, that's that's old. Yeah, that's yeah, but 
He's looking, hey, look he's, at me. Speaking about this, I mean, I, I never got to meet uh, John John Buscema. I never, right. I never had a chance to meet. Nope. Him. No, yeah. same here. And uh, he's he's one of he's one of my all time favorites, if not my all time favorite. So I, I mean, that's you know. Yeah. Well, spe- speaking of all time favorites, and and I, I would have smacked that gun right out of Wally Wood's hand. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, <shit>. I would have. <laughs> so I Wally Wood killed himself. He would have yeah. found a way. Yeah. 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 Oh, I had no idea. Really? Yeah, yeah. he did. Yeah. Well, he like how how long ago? Oh uh, Jesus! Uh, he wasn't. He wasn't old. He was, oh, he's died in eighty-one. I, I just yeah. yeah. Like, really he well, Maybe he was. He I mean, he was. Yeah, I mean, he, he was lost. fifty-four. Yeah. Yeah. See, he, I was thinking late forties, but okay. All right. He lost the ability to draw. Is that why he killed himself? Yeah. It's. I mean, that was. Yeah. There was, there was, yeah. I, I, we don't. I, I, I don't no, have a degree, the, the necessary degree to psychoanalyze, but there were things working on him. It's yeah. a lot of different things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but he was having trouble drawing, and and he wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't the artist that he used to be, and I think that that kind of killed him. He didn't like where the industry was going, and no. the, the 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 tide had turned, and it just. Uh, I, I don't know. It, it's he a was, sad, sad story. There, there's a couple. He is. There's a couple really good books coming out from uh, IDW and Fantagraphics on Wallywood. Keep your eyes peeled. Uh, one of them from from IDW is a catalog of a, an exhibition that um, I think I don't know where it was. It was somewhere in Europe, and it's a, a big ass hardcover catalog of just scads of Wallywood artwork. But there's another one coming out from Fantagraphics that uh, that uh, has a, a tale to tell. So keep your eyes peeled for those. So I'm at Wizard World this weekend. You don't say. And um, amazing that that show has gotten weirder and weirder every freaking year. It's it not. It's so, not the show you invited me and Vince out to. No, anymore. no. It's you know, and I've got such a soft spot in, in my heart for that show because it's the very first. You know, Chicago Comic Con was the first show I ever went to, and um, and it has gotten over the last five years. It has gotten really fucking bizarre um but they still bring in some pretty good creators and some pretty good talent and this year they i don't know how they did it but they managed to have neil adams there because he's awesome you know and i'd met neil before i've talked to him a couple times of recording for interviews uh, a couple times neil has always been incredibly gracious to me um Everyone has an opinion about Neil Adams, from his art, from his views on science, to just him personally. Um, most most people I talk to will will remind you right up. Most creators I talk to will remind you right off the bat that no matter what your opinion of Neil Adams is and his kind of views on the universe or just on you know whatever. Um, Neil Adams has probably done more for creator rights than any other creator yep. in comics and there is an amazing amount of respect and reverence for just that for just what he has done for creator rights um, he also influenced an entire generation of, of artists so I've, I've heard some some younger podcasters and some younger comic book fans that really only know of the like post '90s Neil Adams, and 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 I hear some things that that make me a little angry because it's like you know understand understand who you're talking about. So Neil anyway, Neil Adams has always been an idol of mine. I I love his art style. Uh, I think he's one of the one of the greatest artists ever in the history of the medium. Oh yeah, 
Neil Adams art is not cheap. Preach. No, no, no. no. <laughs> no, 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 no. His signature. <laughs> Neil, is I'm not just going to use douche. I was just going to say that. Neil Adams' signature is not cheap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> douche. It's, it's, uh, Neil is making hay while the sun shines. Yeah. And I can't, can't blame him. I've no. been working on these stupid uh, jam pieces for uh, several years. Chris now. is forming the most expensive jam piece ever. <laughs> Seriously. It's. In between him and Sinkevich, this one's starting to add up. Yeah, it is. I was I was lucky enough, and I sweet talked him, and I'm not going to tell you how much I spent on it. You told but, us, right? um, yeah, you I got a fucking kick ass Hawkman head sketch on my my JLA jam piece this weekend by Neil Adams, and wow. it's I'm just like I just I stare at it, and it it probably I I walked away and went and did some stuff. It probably took him four to five minutes to do this, but just the brilliance in in this little head sketch, just it, it's it's amazing. And I'm just like, I have an original Neil Adams piece Absolutely, of art, man. And so, yeah, yeah. Now, who the, decided on Hawkman? Um, he asked me what what I wanted, and uh, and I said it's really up to you, any JLA member that. You know that isn't already on the page, and I said, you know, a couple options would be, you know, Hawkman. Technically, now with Justice League Dark, Dead Man would be uh, <laughs> an option. Um, is I was, that, thinking, oh, I was thinking Green Arrow. That'd be cool. Well, I Phil Hester. Uh, right, I've got right, a, right. So yeah, and and Pebble Smith, Batman. So I'm kind of running out of Neil Adams characters on here, <laughs> but um, uh, Hawkman wow. is an easy mask to do and it's for him yeah i mean <laughs> it it's freaking awesome I, it's <laughs> it's it's great i'm i'm just like over the moon it, it i did very little else at that convention this year but i got a neil adams sketch and it's yeah it's it's awesome um so i, I love ben temple smith i really do but if neil adams wanted to do a batman i'd be like just do it uh, over his. Well, can I see that whiteout model? <laughs> uh, he's already got next to him because next year when Chris sees him again, I'll ask him to redo it. <laughs> no, I, he's I've such got, a douche. <laughs> um, the, one, the one I did, I I wasn't able to get because I don't want to repeat because I've got I've got you know friends that you know I could you know I could have had you know uh, Mahmoud even though I didn't see him hardly yeah. at all. Oh. Huge bump. Only got to spend a little bit of time with him, but you know it's like you know, I, Mahmoud would have been, you know done an awesome like Black Canary or something like that. But mm-hmm. I don't yeah. awesome anything. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to repeat artists from who I have on the Avengers Jam. But the one that I screwed up on, I should have been there early, like right off the you know the the crack of the bat in the morning. Um, I'm thinking like a Humberto Ramos Firestorm would. Be wow, awesome. that would be Dude, awesome. Pricey though, man. So what? yeah. He's already that's, got about three thousand dollars invested. Yeah, that's in it. true. He's already in it. The the Avengers or the, the Avengers one was great. You know, I, I I didn't I didn't spend buku dollar on on you know many of those, but yeah, this one this one's starting to add up. The Sinkevich set me back a little bit more than um, I had wanted, but you know, it's Sinkevich, and well, you dude, know, the Temple Smith wasn't cheap either. No, it wasn't. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm kind of get I I've, I've I've got eight left, so I've got to kind of get my hot list of of people that I really want. But I got some good ones on this one, you know. You do. Um, 
Wagner, Sienkiewicz, Temple Smith, Neil Adams, uh, Ramona Fraden, Phil, yeah. Phil mm-hmm. Kevin Meyer. So, yeah, it's it's cool. I still I still love doing the the jam pieces, but this one will probably see me through next year at least. Anyway, but how many more squares do you have? Eight. Oh, wow. Okay. So eight of the twenty. That's not so bad. So now we're getting into the vibe era of the Justice League. It's like, hey, who who is a Detroit member that I can have on my jam piece? Because it'll be cheap and they'll be able to be done. Uh, Aquaman, Firestorm. How about some Vixen? No. It's like I don't want to get like... You know, red- Do you have Gypsy. a red tornado? Oh, man. Um, uh, we need to get that red tornado. Elongated, yeah. man. Get some Joe yeah. Staten on there. No, I already oh. told you I will have an elongated... Man free jam piece. Hmm. <laughs> the Adam, just a little dot. Did you see Hillary? Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I've got a, a um a plastic man from Hill on here. Oh, so nice. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Hill was Hill was at the show. Of course he was. Um. So and I got to got to hang out with uh with Andy Parks and Phil Hester, uh and uh Burke Turner. Uh, who did the, uh, I believe that's Burke's last name, who did the art for Dolly. Um, so got oh, to, right. No kidding. Did that have a finish? Yeah, I think it did, didn't it? Remember I talked about it? Did you talk about the end? I didn't know it finished. I no, I, I, I didn't talk about the end. I talked about how oh. much I didn't like it. Oh, <laughs> it's, yeah. and, then you guys, and then you guys were all like, yeah, I heard it wasn't so good. <laughs> but I, I did like the art, though. Yeah. Yeah, the art was good. Mm-hmm. Burn, it went to Burnham. Uh, art opening at Challengers. So if you're in the Chicago area and you want to buy some uh, Chris Burnham original art, you can head over to Challengers. Because his ego's not bringing a big wallet. Good looking man. Just don't stare at him too long because you might feel like, oh, what the fuck are you looking at? Look at this print, dude. My balls. I got a bone to pick. Of course you do. With Comics Buyer's Guide. You like your bones. Oh. Got a big bone to pick. This is issue 1694. You know, the internet is far negative enough, don't you think, in terms yes. of, of comic books? What did why, Maggie do now? No, God bless Maggie. Yes, why sir. would you want to... Uh, now, there are stock and trade uh, Comics Buyer's Guide, are articles, but a, a big part of the magazine these days are reviews, yeah. right? And... If I were editor-in-chief of, of this magazine, I think I would strive to um, have all my reviewers review things they enjoyed. Because if you want to read negative shit, you just hop on the internet, and there's plenty of it there, right? So but, Okay, now, see, now, I, if, I, I, I feel you, but I, I also think that there are... There, we, you get a thesaurus. There are different ways to make your point. There is, but... I, don't you think that after a couple of of issues or or uh, years of of just reviewing the things that you like, if you don't see it in print within CBG, they probably didn't like it or didn't read it, right? I mean, right. it stands to reason. So, so you could tell based on the reviews what uh, some people found favor with, right? I mean. I, you can jump on any comic book web- website and there are scads of just negative, scathing, unappreciative reviews. I could go on so, forever, yeah. right? Yeah. That's why when I'm reading, there's this column and, and anyone who reads CBG is, is familiar with this. It's called Obligatory Fight Scene. 
uh, where there, it's usually written, well, it's always written by two gentlemen, yep. uh, Jim Johnson and John Petty. And the whole gist of the column is one guy likes something and the other it's guy point, doesn't. Point, counterpoint. Yeah. yeah, it's, mm-hmm. you know, Jane, you ignorant slut. It just goes back and forth uh, on, a, on a, a certain book. Well, this month it's Underwater Welder by our friend Jeff Lemire. Which is friend of the show. show, yeah. Yes, and the John Petty guy. Uh, well, I'll just read it, and 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 I think this is for comic book journalism. This is a sad, sad showing for 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 CBG. Uh, John Petty says, "If by that you mean telling a trite story with bad art, then I heartily concur." This is a disaster from start to finish. The art, uh, f- for example, is horrendous. Uh, it looks it, it looks as if it were done by someone holding a pencil between his or her teeth or like the kind of thing you'd see doodled on a junior high book cover. Now, when, when, when you pull out the old, my kid could draw better than that, I mean, you're at a loss. You have what, nothing what else to say. What publication is this? Comics Buyer's Guide. Right, and I, I mean, I've read this damn thing for years. I would stop uh, buying it. I and you know, I said this to David before. If I didn't let my subscription lapse, I would have with this issue. I mean, just look it at the wife. It doesn't look like Jim Lee. This bad. Now, is she boy. an actual human being or some insane pop-eyed mutant fish creature straight out of the shadow over In's mouth? Lemire's art, and art is in quotations there, uh. makes it makes it hard to tell. The story is merely a long, drawn-out whine about a boring guy with daddy issues. Blah, 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 blah. And it goes mm. on. But, I mean, this is extremely unprofessional. To if say you, the least, and wrong. No, if you, if you didn't See, like the book, there are way more creative ways. To, I would tell our listeners to not buy the Comic Spire guys. Well, you but, know, judging by their circulation, not many people. Nobody, nobody yeah. No, not many people would buy it. talk about it, I forgot that it even still exists. <laughs> Yeah, like, they still, they still publishing that shit? Yeah. No, uh, and, you know, wait, does it, do those come out with the phone books? No. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> but no, it's just seriously, I read it and I, I was kind of, I wasn't mad because obviously the man is, is just misguided. I was, honestly, honestly, you're probably the only person that read it. I was very disappointed in Comics Buyer's Guide because this magazine used to it used to mean something. It used to Absolutely. when Don and when Don and Maggie were were uh-huh. together when he when Don was alive. It was next to Rockets Blast. It was the place to go for great reviews, uh, sometimes biting criticism, but always heartfelt criticism. They wanted comics to get better. This guy's just mean. Yeah, and he yeah, he doesn't no, get it. it, it it's, so do do yourself a favor in your travels. Avoid comics buyers guys. <laughs> this is the kind of. Wait, are we uh, doing that now? No, 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 no. no, no, no. I'm, I was riffing on later on. Uh, yeah, just avoid it. It's it's it's. Uh, I mean, uh, the, the internet is their number one competitor, and if you resort to the same tactics, there nothing. You, you're not separating yourself from from the the, the sea of crap that's out there. I, I'm just disappointed. I'd be curious if, if in uh, an issue or two, if if they get any letters for, in in reference to Petty's air quotes review, just yeah. see how, how they I mean, the, 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 the nastiest. Now, 
they've they've been longstanding readers. So right, I, I right. can't I can't imagine. You know, You're exactly right. I don't see anybody walking into a a board not a Borders a a a, a, a bookstore and saying, "Oh, this looks good." It's a mess. The covers are a mess. It, it, and that's just a hint. But I, of, I, I can't imagine any of the readers. Feel, I, I would imagine they feel the way you feel, Vince, about it. And and I mean, I've I've read obligatory fight scene before, and and they kind of get at each other. Yeah, but, I mean, I but, mean, it was always done just, tongue in cheek, right? I mean, this yeah. is just this is just. I mean, this is the kind of shit you'd you'd see on Twitter, and it'd just be like, all right, you know. Yeah, it's so. not nice putting arts and quotes. Uh, the word art in quotation marks was the nastiest part. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, if you didn't like it, that's one thing. But to question whether or not it is art, that's just ridiculous. Of course I, it is. It I may not be of... your definition of art, but no, to look at yeah, something produced by a human being on paper with ink and pencil, it of course it's art. You, you, you moron. And the, comic buyer, the Comics Buyer's Guide has been replaced by eBay and podcast. There's no reason to buy that rag anymore. If you want opinions, you listen there to could podcasts. Be, no, if you want accurate prices, you go no, to... I YouTube. still enjoy... I, I enjoy... Uh, Peter Mr. David Mag- is still... Yeah, but I digress. I enjoy Maggie's editorials. I mean, there are still parts of the magazine that, that I do like when I do it's read fine. it. It's fine. They start a website like the rest of the world. They've they've tried to do that. They, yeah. Like, you get you get access to certain parts of their website with your subscription. Yeah, or, um, yeah, yeah. and oh, it's how, just it's how not working out. How progressive and... and, and I know. Well, look yeah. at look at Krause Publications. I mean, the internet hit these guys hard. They yeah. they used they published uh, Toy Shop, which yeah. which I think at one time was a weekly uh, resource for toy buyers where you can check prices and and we, and we put the, uh, we, our our football guys magazine used to come out from Krause. We used to publish. Yeah, the and the internet just just hamstrung. Their, their, yeah, we we their we, we we broke our deal with them because just yeah. it couldn't it just. It just didn't make any sense anymore. It just couldn't couldn't make the money, you know, doing a print. But they have an opportunity uh, because they are one of the few surviving uh, fandom publications. They have an opportunity to separate themselves from the 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 dreck, the the, nah, the, neg- the negative bullshit, and they're just not doing it. I still I, believe in print, Christopher. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna the, stay up at night <laughs> thinking about Comics Buyer's Guide. No, because you know why? Because Obviously, I'm older than you. Uh, Yeah. Back in the day, I mean, that was one of the stops on the comic book highway. Magazine. When it started sucking, I stopped getting it. It's true. It's true. I mean, it's if it if you don't like the content, then don't buy it. Yeah. You know, and it's. I I, I, I said I don't think many people are. Well, I mean, it sucks whenever something that you enjoyed isn't good anymore, or or it can't it can't find itself. But I mean, anymore, it's like the natural way of things. And it, even the comics journal, I mean, how long is it going to be around? It's down to yearly. Well, I mean, yeah. and, and again, I put yearly in quotes because they don't get them out one a year. Uh, it's a big, thick-ass tome produced whenever they get around to it and uh, they actually kind of know what they're doing oh yeah yeah they do because you know, nobody's going to read a 40 page interview online whereas if you publish a 40 page interview with Mari sendak uh, a, a legend who recently died people are going to want to read that yeah, people absolutely. who you know so they, they they they've they've cornered the market on the scholarly approach to you, well, uh, comic okay, book you, journalism 
you just you just hit the nail on the head is that that's 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 the niche size of of people that want to read you know really in-depth thoughtful analysis on stuff and gosh you look at the stuff from tomorrow's and you know Mm -hmm. that's you know back issue is really good and alter ego is really good and it's in between that you know the modern marvels i mean there's probably as many if not more obviously magazines than what than what the industry can probably sustain right now and Mm -hmm. comics buyer's guide god you know it's They're just it's not, it's, they're, it's been on life support for years. They're just hanging on and yeah. if it's no better than a ill constructed forum post it, and to have someone say that about Jeff's art which is different it is it is not going to be um what a lot of of mainstream comic book fans like but you know what uh neither was Bill Sinkevich and he right. turned out <laughs> right you know, and you know so what i have to admit a, a, a big part of my displeasure opinion. comes from the fact that i know jeff i, I like his work and 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 that's why i took offense I have to question if the the this person's ire was directed at Greg Land, would I feel so strongly? I don't know. I probably would think it was still inappropriate, but I don't think I would be so gung ho about you know hammering the stake through their heart. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll be honest. Uh, it, this is this is because it's happening to a person whose uh, work sure. I admire and enjoy. So yeah. Well, it's not even that. It's about it's about criticism in general, and you know sometimes I mean, in the course of conversation, we can be you know a little silly and a little sophomoric. But you know, any of us that that write a review or try and approach something intelligently, you know, we we first of all understand that that art, a lot of it is the eye of the beholder, and you to 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 criticize art, you, it takes takes a very um a, a skilled approach you have to mm-hmm. first of all you have to know what you're talking about second of all you you have to um be descriptive about it in any sort of critique and you know to i'm sorry but jeff is a pretty good artist and yeah. uh, that's a stylistic difference yeah. that is not that is not a critique on his art that is a that is a um an airing of stylistic differences and to do that and say that the art is bad just shows the level of of immaturity of of right. the reviewer and to allow that to be printed it, eh, yeah right. you don't do that right as soon as you forget that the art you're critiquing was produced by human hands you're done because you lose the respect i mean you can you can really dislike uh a piece of art and 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 do at least do the artist respect in acknowledging that yes you are a creative individual but i don't like what you did because of and then go into it right but you just used to say this is this is garbage and i question whether it's art your reasoning is not sound because you're not giving any reason you're saying it looks bad well well, that's not a reason to dislike it you know and tell us why it looks bad why why do you think this is substantial it's just it's just ridiculous and i we've spent way too much time on it yeah (laughs) yeah so there you go let's let's do something else in your Uh, travels (laughs) You know what? I, I was I was um I was pleasant well 
pleasantly. I was I was surprised. Um, I've read up to the third issue of Exo Man of War, and we're finally at a place where I'm interested to see where it's going. You know, I got to say something before you go into it. You have been extremely tolerant with this book. Because I, you know, to the point where I, I almost feel like you want it to succeed despite itself. Well, see, because you, you read the first issue, and I remember you did not like that first I issue. I did not at all. like it. I did not like it. Read the yeah, it was a hot issue. mess. It was. And I was just like, why are we? Why are we starting here with this? With this? I mean, of all the characters in the Valiant universe available to us, and and of all the stories to kick off, you're telling it this way, and it's not like you're even telling a present day story. I mean, we're starting off in like you know 400 BC. It's like, why am I so? I might. I bet on the crippled pony. It's, <laughs> so it's it's. I'm like the third issue, and and we finally at the end of the third issue, it's like, okay, now I guess now we can get somewhere. And and I mean I'm I I haven't read Archer and Armstrong number one yet. That's what I'm waiting to get my hands on. I did enjoy um, Bloodshot. Wasn't real keen on Harbinger because it kind of just felt like things like it it, it felt like um, the kind of story. I, Red Hood and the Outlaws, or any of the teen books in oh, DC, or any—I okay. mean, it just—it felt like it—it—it it, it didn't. There wasn't anything new or unique. The Harbinger, to me, I know Question. that other people felt yes. Three issues in, do you think EXO will read better in trade? Like the, the, yes. the eventual, what is it, six or seven issues, whatever the the first arc is comprised of? Do you think that that's going to be a satisfying reading experience? In I don't chapter? know about satisfying because if it is going to be six issues, we're only halfway there, so I haven't I haven't seen how the rest of the arc is going to play out. A uh, more cohesive. As of right now, I would say yes, because cool. even that's though that's what I'm waiting for. Yeah, I mean it's yeah I I was hard on on the first issue. It wasn't Ooh. you know and and whether. You know, it was deserved, or maybe it was my expectations. I don't know, but I just, but I, I wanted to give it the benefit of the doubt, and and you know, with the third issue, it's I'm not gonna say redeemed itself, but it we're we're, I guess we're heading in the right direction as far as I'm concerned. So you were wailing um, on that first issue like it had red hair. Was it though? <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> but Hilarious. Uh, you know, so I it's it's um. I will say, well, I mean, because it's Van Lanthe, I was going to say sight unseen. Archer and Armstrong's probably going to score well with me, but um, I'm not. I haven't written Valiant off yet, so cool. uh, I'm just. I I mean, I I want it. You know, it's nice to have the options, and and you know, and if I'm just one dude and everybody else is digging it, so be it. You know, then it's just not not for me, and I'm cool with that. I mean, there, there are plenty of books out there that aren't for me, so. Um, if you are enjoying EXO, great. If 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 I'm finally if I'm late to the party and and you know and I you know and everybody else is still digging it and and now I'm I'm seeing it, but I'm um I'm I'm more optimistic now after the third issue than I was two and a half months ago. So, well, I'm uh, optimistic because you're optimistic. Aw, it's been a slog for you. You, yeah, I'm not I'm not going to say it again. It's not like I've you been... you were you were not digging it early on. It's cool. Good to see. All right, am I still all sh- am I shitty at all? Because we gotta, good. we got we gotta start bringing this baby home. Oh, uh, beautiful. Yeah. You're well, beautiful, I think beautiful, cool. beautiful headbutt. All right. Uh, um, you know what? This episode of 
<laughs> Episode of 11 o'clock comics has been brought to you by Discount Comic. I know. Discount. That's been brought to you by the Yeah, and Bunny fell down the steps. Uh, Discount Comic Book Service, where you can get all the books we mentioned way back at the, the, the head of the episode and much more at huge Wumba discount. 35 to 75% off your favorite funny books and collectibles. DCBService.com. In your travels. Who read Ozymandias number one? Not, Not yet. yet. You haven't read it yet? Nope. Okay. Well, I, 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 I won't spoil anything. All I have to say is that Jay Lee must be taking some kind of souped up wonder drugs. I mean, he's always been good, but. Dude, he's man, always been awesome, dude. Really, I, no, I think he's been. And then it was Hellshock, but yeah, you're right. He, he's been very good. <laughs> the, 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 the level of compositional elegance in Ozymandias number one is really close to that of like say P. Craig Russell. The dude wow. is the dude is next level with this book. The, the the compositions are gorgeous. The page layouts impeccable. The rendering is sweet. And the story by Len Wein is really good. Uh you know you can shit on before Watchmen. I don't care. The one the people the uh, we that are buying into it are shit having a very it. good time. We're having a very good time because this stuff is solid. I I I really enjoyed Ozymandias number 1 to the point where story and art combination that one two punch that we all love I would mm-hmm. say it's my favorite issue of all of the before Watchmen today. Wow. Damn. Yeah. Wow, nice. Yeah, strong. Some words. some some books are better visually. Some books are better story wise. But the complete package, that melding of of words and pictures, Ozymandias number one is the one that does it for me to date. Wow, yeah. loved it. Nice. Next, I got something really cool. It is a self published comic. Oh, nice. Um, and I grabbed it over at Challengers because they were like, you need to read this. Uh, it is um, Becky Cloonan's The Meyer. Have you all heard of this? I've, I'm very familiar with Becky Cloonan. It's, um, so if you know Becky Cloonan, you know mm-hmm. that this is going to be good. But it is, it is by her. It is written. It is drawn by, um, uh, by Becky Cloonan. It is a beautiful black and white self-published book. It's, um, it's self-contained. Um, it, uh, the, it's worth it alone for the, um, the screen printed, um, cardstock cover. Oh, on this. dude, I am such a sucker for screen printed covers. <laughs> it's there, so I mean, it could be a big nice. dick on the cover. I would buy it if it's screen printed. I love Dude, you would buy any covers. comic with a big dick on its cover. That's no, you true. know what I mean? Like, just, I'm such a, how many colors is it, Chris? Um, it's, it's wild because it's printed on black paper. Oh, uh-huh. It's a black cardstock and uh it's um uh two colors it's green no it's three it's all green it's three different shades of green oh send me the earl after the the uh show i won't buy this two yeah no is it no it's just two colors it's two lords it's two shades of green but it 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 could be semi semi transparent where you can make the third by the combination. No, no, no. Two. It's it's three. It's three. It's three colors of green. Um, okay. It's Good. it's hard because it's on black, so I kind of have to think in reverse looking at yeah. it. Um, 
but no, it's it's absolutely beautiful. It's uh, um, uh, this really neat uh, medieval story about a squire who has to uh, kind of go on a quest through um, a swamp for his um, for his knight. Um, and uh and the adventure that he goes on to and and the the supernatural events that uh that await him on his trip and i will not spoil it because it is definitely a uh a book that is about the journey and uh, Ooh, uh that cover is beautiful dude isn't it nice yes it's only oh, five dollars well, you gotta, you gotta touch it though because it's all like inky and touch it. Uh, no, he's right. He's exactly right. You tactile yeah. screen printing is oh, very tactile. Very, it's very tactile. Um, yeah, it's a it's a beautiful little self published book. And Brother, uh, it's a wraparound cover. Yes. Yeah. And it's Damn. Uh, the wraparound's really nice. So yeah, I think you can buy it through through Becky Clinton's site for five dollars. That's where I am now, and I'm it's buying it. So 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 worth it. Um, uh, yeah, neat, neat story, and uh, and her art is so beautiful. Especially, you know, it's like it's like what we're seeing with Mike now on Revival, and what he's being able to do with It Girl and and all of his stuff. I'm finally getting to see Mike Norton um, because he's doing his his style. He's doing yeah. his art, and it, whenever you see this. This battle pug, obviously the other one. Um, but whenever you see an artist self-publish and do something that is just them, you're like, okay, this is what they want to do. This is their art, and you know, not that not that Becky Clinton's art in in anything else is substandard, but you're like, okay. This is this is her style. This is what she wants to do. These are the kinds of stories that she wants to tell. And um, I, I love the last page. Uh, has this very kind of almost like Mignola esque, um, almost like you know woodcut drawing on there. And uh, and it says self publisher perish. Dude, there's worms nice. coming out of the guy's the nose. Boys, and yeah, mine. I saw that. Nice. Yeah. I just bought it. Vince, Look at you. you. Love it! It's it's I awesome. It. It's and uh, nice. and, and um, I believe uh, Mr. Clunin recently filled in on uh, an issue of Batman. Yeah, yeah. Batman so um, just twelve last right. week. Yes, the number week twelve or something. So yeah, I guess that wrapped up the or after the Court of Owls. So I guess yeah. I won't get that. Can, until about 2015 when they published the second Oh, yeah, the, yeah, cover. the second. Yeah. 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 Nice. Uh, well, Thank you done, you, Chris. Chris. I don't want to... Uh... Hmm? I'm glad you I brought didn't... that to the table this week, Christopher. Oh, I, I think well, you are. Right. Every yeah. once in a while, I gets one right. Uh, hey, yeah. it's, you know, <laughs> the dog... <laughs> you know, sun shines on a dog's ass every great once That's in a while. That's right. Um, I have to, uh, again, thank... Pat and his uh, box of goodies, and and our Australian friend Andrew Shaw for his uh, his digital code loving. Uh, I I have not avoided, but I have not read a Thor proper book since um, JMS phoned in his last one shot. So the um, it's it's been a while. I didn't I didn't read Journey in the Mystery. I I've just I've I've read Thor. <laughs> As he's appeared in um, in other issues, whether it's Fear itself or, or wherever, um, so I decided to thanks to Pat, 
starting with the first issue of the Mighty Thor, written by Matt Fraction. The first arc is um, illustrated by uh, Quapel and uh, and Morales. Uh, then you also have some uh, Pasquale Ferry thrown in here. There's um, there's some uh, Laraz. There's a pretty funky Dale Keown cover on one of them. But I am happy. I'm, I'm pleased with um, with where where Fraction was going. I know that there's some some writers that we can always hear the writer when when they're writing their characters, and and I, I really haven't. And Vince mentioned it last week when we brought up Patrick Zercher and and. I was impressed with Fraction's Thor work on those one shots, uh, and I, I don't mind him on Thor. I, I don't know how other people might feel about it, but I um, I enjoy Thor. I enjoy Sif. I enjoy the Warriors Three. I, I really don't have an issue, and and it makes it it follows what JMS did. Um, there's an appearance of um, from Bill. There, there's uh, there's it, it. I'm not saying it wraps things up, but it it just it continues the story from when JMS brought Thor back a few years ago. And, um, and I, I'm, I'm really digging it. I have, um, I'm not up to date yet. I'm, I'm up to, I think issue 14 or, or 15, which currently there's, um, there's a few Walt Simonson covers. Um, I'm not sure when things went sour between Don Blake and, and nurse Jane Foster. There's a new love in, in Jane's life. And, uh, I guess Don isn't, real thrilled with that but um i've i've been digging the story from the first star and the first arc actually kicks off with um it's thor versus silver surfer it's odin versus galactus uh it's it's really kind of out there and um and it works i i i, I thought it was pretty funky so i i recommend in your travels the mighty thor sounds good to me that is awesome yeah. dude I, I am happy to hear that you are appreciating the uh, Odinson. Yes, yes, and Dude. see, and that's and and it's. I mean, I I've I've always been a fan of Don Blake, and and I was, I, I was reading Thor before Simonson came on, so even even back then, I knew of the two characters, and I, I dug what Simonson did once the characters split, and you had Sigrid Jarlson, and and and. How could we? How could we not forget that name? <laughs> it's, I, it. I, I can't remember what I had for lunch yesterday, but I can remember Sigurd Jarlson. Yep. So, <laughs> right. Uh, but here, you know, we have we have, um, and and what's neat about the current arc that I think kicked off with um, issue thirteen, um, or maybe fourteen. You um, all of a sudden, and what, what was neat is that Don Blake is is talking to to a woman, and he's saying how he doesn't remember anything like before his 21st year. And, um, it's so like 10 years, anything up until the past 10 years is just, is a blank to him. And, and what was neat is that, you know, September 9th is, is a day that, that he just, it's like from that point forward, he's been alive. And, and it's just, it's funny because September 9th is, is my birthday, but it's, it's, there's a, um, say it's your birthday. My birthday too. My birthday too. No. And in, in my dad's case, that's true because he and I have the same birthday. Get the hell out of here, really? Yeah, yeah. He that's said, nuts, uh, dude. He, he said that was the only thing my mother ever got right. So, oh, snaps. <laughs> that's beautiful, <laughs> right? Wait a minute, I need a tissue. <laughs> I'm all missing up here. You're off the clamp, Christ. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so, um, so, so Don Blake Gold. realizes that uh, that that 
when that he's been living a lie and and the stories of of him um being rebellious against his parents and and getting into fights he wasn't living that that was thor and um I guess he's trying to make a deal with the person he's sitting across the table with in in the arc I'm reading now. But yeah, no. So I I know I I just started stepping on Jason there, but it's okay. Read Thor. Go on. I'm sorry, Jason. No, make make it clap, dude. That's my spot. All right. So uh, I'm gonna say in your travels, uh, I'm gonna shout out my cousin. I know nepotism is sometimes frowned upon, but uh, but yeah. yeah, sometimes you gotta throw your love to your, your peeps. Brian Wood. In your travels, go read some Brian Wood comics. Cause I just, yeah, I just read, wrote down the massive. Is this one of them? Yes. See, I'm not up to date on the massive. He is on a roll right now. The massive is off to an obscenely awesome start. And by the way, for whatever it's worth, there's a Raphael Grampa variant cover to the first oh, issue oh, really? that I would like cut off one of my uh one of my children's feet to have <laughs> yeah, you know it's gonna wait you know it's gonna happen <laughs> to be on the floor I'm like dude that's not right your kids be hobbling around <laughs> I'm exaggerating but I would like to have this cover um the massive has been awesome I mean it's so good I'll wait till the first arc's wrapped up to talk about it but it's been so awesome um as we've mentioned on the show several times he is doing a great job with Co- uh, with Conan uh, the barbarian. I think he's he's uh, you know as someone that's been interested in Conan over the years, but but never knows quite yeah, where to jump in. Uh, it's um, uh, um isn't it Becky Clooney? Yes, Becky Clooney. Thank you. <laughs> so there we go. Yeah. yeah what? what? When is that first trade coming out? Oh, look at that! No, I've 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 relegated myself to buying trades. Becky Clooney episode. There, there's there's very few issues I'll I'll buy. Singles, very few yes. books. And, like and, and last but not least, uh, the King Dap mentioned it a week or two ago. Uh, Mister Wood has taken over on X Men, and uh, I finally caught the first few issues of his run. Oh and, yes, and it's dope. It's he's doing a good job. So yes. I, um, yeah, I, I have to say, I, I he's you know that's three very different genres, and he's killing on all three. So I I, I got to give him his props. He he is he is not uh, not not the least of which is I should also. Since I'm shouting, I'm out. Give a shout out to you know DMZ, which I've talked about many times over the years, and just wrapped up its 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 run with um, uh, issue 72, so which finished up in February of this year. Uh, so the the last trade I think would probably be out shortly, if not already. And um, oh, it's so DC. yeah, man. So what's that? It's DC, so like 2014. Yeah, <laughs> well, Vertigo is much better about that stuff. They are. Me. You're right. Uh, so yeah, so so my cousin is killing it. Way to go, cuz. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Did that Big B Wolf uh hardcover one shot come out yet? Uh I no it did not. Hmm. Okay. No. I've been keeping I've been keeping an eye out of that yeah. for that. Oh well. Hey everybody. Thank you for being here. Christopher, you're awful quiet the last couple minutes. No. Why? No, I was just listening. Okay. <laughs> just want to make sure. I was making sure that everybody got their piece in. We Aww. we did. We got our pieces in. I don't want to be stuck like a on sword fight. All the pieces. I don't want to be stuck across on the streams. <laughs> across the streams. Yeah. Sorry yeah. about the uh, audio difficulties with me. It happens. Yeah. My shit figured out. All right. Thank you for being here with us. Get your shit pushed in. And <laughs> can I push your stool wow. in? What? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> Did I say that out loud? <laughs> <Ouch>. <laughs> what? Uh, Grab a plunger. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> 
It's not the type of stool I was. <laughs> if I knew it was going to be that kind of party. Uh, thank you. Now, now, my, what I have to say now is just going to be shots of shit. Before you, uh, I will be in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, as people are listening to this. So, uh, if any of y'all are in Minneapolis proper, I will be staying. I've never been before. Take so your snow boots. But I will be there. in Center City, Minneapolis, uh, for uh, a couple days. So anyone wants to uh, yeah, shout a brother should, out, you should uh, you should drop you should, a drop a line to uh, to Brent's um, Skinover. There you go. Uh, I will reach out to him. But uh, if anyone else is listening, and I definitely want to check out at least one comic shop. Neil Gaiman, there, so. you should you should drop a line to Neil Gaiman. Might be, well, might, I, well, just walk uh, around with your fly open. He'll find you. Have, I'm actually having dinner with Neil tomorrow night, but I didn't want to talk about that because he didn't want to invite anybody else. I don't want. To, yeah, I don't, I don't want to brag. Yeah. Who else? Um, um, Who else? I'm, I'm hanging out with Prince, and we're having lunch on Friday. <laughs> no, um, again. Great. Anyway. Doug, Doug Monkey is from up there. Oh, they, they can, oh never mind. I go in there. <laughs> you were going to go there, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Love you. So like, oh, no, I, I'm not, I don't have room uh, in my back for whey protein. So. <laughs> uh, uh, Tom Nguyen <laughs> is up in Minneapolis. <laughs> Who does? Tom Nguyen. <laughs> I don't know Tom. Uh, he's a... Uh, related to Dustin? No. Uh, he, uh, he actually inks a lot of the, the Green Lantern stuff. Okay, I don't know. Oh, man. I have such a headache right now. <laughs> what? Don't keep it in, I man. Will, I think Willingham is up there. Y'all can talk about your fucking oh, love for, uh, for Ryan. Up there. Yeah. 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 Go, oh, Paul Ryan's so sexy. <laughs> That's but weird. That makes so much sense. That's kind Mark of Mars. disgusting. It's disgusting. He's not a good man. Who? Yeah, Paul Ryan. Who said he was? No, I'm saying it's saying he's sexy. It's disturbing. You're the one drinking line of kugels, dude. Well, I'm not drinking. I don't even know what a kugel is. But anyway, yeah, this is going to be sound so. He so, does live in Minneapolis. He does. Well, he uh, listens to the show, right? Bill, look a brother up. Check out. Thank you for being here with us this week, and we'd also like to thank, thanks, Joe. For, for making us all happy and, yeah, and being sure. born and, and doing so many great comics and birthing two great artists. And just thanks, Joe. Thank you. Yeah, no no doubt. No doubt. Thank you, Joe. We love you. Godspeed. Right now, I, I just picture the, the... I was going to end this episode with Ride of the Valkyries, but that's kind of kind of trite. So, yeah, yeah. So, you know, Godspeed, Joe. Go have fun. Roof. Show them how it's done. Go team up with Jack and make everybody look bad. He yeah. and Jack and Mobius are doing like jam. Oh, I, yeah, I forgot. Right you know, I don't really think it's hit me that Mobius is dead. Yeah, too. I know. Yeah. Excellent. It's just weird. It's, it's just, go have fun. Bye. We love you. Get out of here. Go, go grow up. <laughs> um, unlearn people. And don't I read Comics Buyer's Guide because it sucks. I got my ice cream and you don't got Because <laughs> you're on welfare. You can't afford it. Oh, boy. Bye. Bye.